Alright, what is up everybody? Welcome back to the We Are Bored Podcast, episode number 13. Uh, you know, it, it's going good right now. We have yes. some changes to announce really quickly. If you're listening here and you're curious um, and you haven't like listened to the outros or something, we have a YouTube and there you can find exclusive videos. Here, we're going to talk about the news and that's going to actually become exclusive to this podcast. So if you're here from a YouTube announcement or TikTok announcement, hello. Um, yeah, so if you want, the, the news will be at the beginning. So if you do want to click off and then watch the video versions of the movie breakdowns on YouTube, where we're podcasts, you can do that. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, we have all those. But uh, enjoy the show. Today we have two big movies. Yes. Who knows, one day we may have to revisit them. They're this, I mean, they're big. We're yeah. doing The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2, not the third one. <laughs> but um, maybe maybe I'll talk about that near the end, about how that failed. But, um, yeah, this is big. These are highly regarded. A lot of people say mm-hmm. Godfather Part 1 is the best movie of all time. Yeah, literally, if you look it up, the like you know how it gives like the little synopsis on the side yeah. of it? It literally says one of the... Considered one of the best films ever. That's literally yeah. the synopsis. Um, I mean, I mean, because obviously there's all these like official, like things like film institutes and all that that mm-hmm. rank them. A lot of people use that on like IMDb. It's number two. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So it, it's a juggernaut. And mm-hmm. Godfather Part Two is no no worse in mm-hmm. people in the general public's eyes. And for a 1970 movie, this looks really good. I thought. Well, that's one of the reasons it's like highly regarded is because it is it like redefined it as it's like it's 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 not the first blockbuster no I think that's Jaws technically but it it like is the first like epic mm-hmm. they they say even though it's not that epic but it is pretty it's a big yeah. movie for yeah, sure yeah it's re- it was good though and it definitely re- it, the big thing is how it redefined the genre and what it had the uh, uh, cultural cultural significance it had because that's when people say this is like the most influential film or most important. That's what probably they're I can talk to. about what my family thought about it as well. Oh, that's exciting. We'll get we we can talk about that for yeah. the video too. But of course, we're always gonna start with the news and actually we'll start with a discussion. So uh, you actually bring this to my attention. So George Lucas. So people went through. I don't know if this is a new book, but people went through a book. And turns out George Lucas actually, at some point, I don't know if this, again, I don't know if this is new or old, but set his plan for the sequels. Now, these do fall in line with some of the stuff we've heard from before. So, I'll let you know that stuff. Um, Alright, so, pretty much Darth Maul was going to return as the main villain. Mm -hmm. One, that's good. We're not bringing back Palpatine. Yeah. Um, Again, I can't, I think this was before he did the prequels. Yeah, because in a talk show, um, Mark Hamill, like after Return of the Jedi, I think a couple years after, he said, George came to him and I was like, in like 30 years, would you want to do another one yeah. of these? Yeah, because, because the thing I'm curious about is Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going with this. Because Darth Maul said to return what he, he, George Lucas said he would have the robotic legs. So in his, in his mind was Clone Wars something that happened. Like obviously not all that happened in his mind because they have to come up with stuff. Um, yeah, it did because also George Lucas was heavily in like heavily. Yeah, Dave Filoni went to everything with George. Oh Lucas, yeah, he was like his god. Yeah, which I think is that's that's how you should run it. But yeah, because it is it's still George Lucas's thing. I think that's yeah. where a lot of people start to hate the sequels. Don't forget though, 
episode one and two are the worst movies. Stop pretending. And also another thing that I think is really cool is since he went to George Lucas with everything, George Lucas behind the screens knows exactly how the Force started. Like he yeah. he has an idea for all of that because he was going to expand on the midichlorians. Yeah, and with the, with the wills. wills and all that, which are in yeah. Clone Wars. And they also originally it was before it was Star Wars. It was like yeah, it was, Journal of the Wills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's something that Disney shouldn't. And before they like come up with new Force abilities and stuff, I feel like they should talk to George yeah. Lucas because he knows how it like because, in his mind works. Because you can tell that Disney came to like Filoni and Favreau was like, make Baby Yoda do the for, like Force heal because we have a movie coming out. We need to set yeah. that up and doesn't because like they were already getting enough hate. They needed that. So Darth Maul would have had an impre- apprentice named Darth Talon. Recognize the name? I feel like it's from a comic in the it, EU. I don't think it. What it, what it, it Wait, does, is, but... Do you think that this followed the EU? Because in the EU, Chewie would be dead at this point. And they, um, he doesn't mention Chewie. I don't know if he... I'm sure that some of the EU is headcanon. Well, headcanon yeah. for George Lucas. Yeah. I'm sure that some of the writers, the different writers, came to him and were like, we're writing a comic book. What, what should be? And he had a big part. So there was probably board meetings at Lucasfilm yeah. where he's like, you can't do that. You can't do that. So. Probably. But there is so much stuff. Then again, a lot of it is in between movies and before yeah well the eu was canon before um mm-hmm. before disney came in yeah so. so i wonder if george lucas would have like not made some things canon because he wanted chewy back or something whatever it is i mean also but uh we we like that look better than the one we got for yeah. sure uh and he had he had big parts of the games even force unleashed like the whole point of it is to like unleash the force yeah but like he had still big ideas in it like yeah so. I think the one, I will agree, I mean, either way, doing a Darth Vader apprentice between three and four is a bit of a problem, because mm-hmm. with Ahsoka, it kind of makes sense, like, she has tied, but it never really did make sense to me with uh, who, whatever his name is, but his apprentice in that one, because he dies, I assume, at the end, but... I'm pretty sure. Like, There's, like, theories and stuff. He's, like, the... Well, because I don't think they finish it. It was probably going to be a trilogy. Yeah, I think, there's I think there was a... The second one, like, I think he died in the first one, and there's a clone in the second one. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And, yeah, that's just... Like, all that happened in between 3 and 4, it's just kind of, like, unrealistic in a way, you know? Yeah. Because, like, in between 3 and 4 now, pretty much all that happens is Jedi hide and the Empire gets built up. Like, that makes more sense. It's cool to think that stuff happened. Unrealistic, though. Um, Also, Leia was going to be the main focus. I was thinking about this. So, he was actually thinking about making these in 2012 before he sold. He was Mm -hmm. either going to make them or sell Mm -hmm. to Disney, and he sold, but... That means that, okay, so Disney's a big corporation. They got it out faster than he probably would have. So let's say it takes him a year to write, and with supervision, because he probably thought, maybe I should have some supervision this time. Let's say it takes him to about halfway through 2013. And then he starts getting production. Let's say they don't start filming till 2014. With editing and all that filming, it probably brings them into 2015. And then, you know, marketing and all that. It probably wouldn't get released until around, you know, end of 2015, just like Disney. Mm-hmm. But Carrie Fisher still passes away in 2016, but she's supposed to be the main main focus of this. So like, that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sad, but yeah. And it's like it's even worse because, uh, episode nine, if I remember correctly, was kind of supposed to be her movie. Like they each had their own. Hans was seven. Luke was eight. Yeah. That's probably how they were setting it up. Yeah, like each each movie ends each character. Yeah, and well, each each movie, so it's the different movies they each help grow Ray in a different way. Yeah, they so, all train her mm-hmm. in their own and different way. 
Yeah, and so Leia really got that small chance, but not mm-hmm. a big one. I like. I wonder what it would have been like. Yeah, you can tell a lot of she did a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but you don't see. You don't see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I understand why Disney did what they had to do. They wanted to soft reboot it. Like they didn't want the uh, main three to be the main three again. Seems like George Lucas would have, but uh, like. Because, okay, yeah, the the prequels were really bad at that. Like, even in 2015, people still hated the prequels. They don't hate them now for some reason, mm-hmm. and they're not incredible. But they're, they're, I don't know, I feel they were overhated for a while, now they're overloved. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, anyway. So they're kind of between a, a rock and a hard, hard place. I don't have too much problems with the sequels as much anymore. Yeah. I just have one main problem with them, which is I think that personally, this person what I think, I don't think... Anyone else should be taking down the Sith. I feel like that if anyone's going to go, th- like, like you know how the whole Jedi came to her. I think it should be one person either helping her or saving her. Yeah. And it should be Anakin. Yeah. I think the big thing is that it has no, con- nothing has consequences. Yeah. Palpatine dies, no consequence, you know. They they get trapped multiple times, no consequence. She kills Chewie, no consequence. C3, mm-hmm. C-3PO dies, no consequence. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> Also, something that I don't think makes sense either is Anakin's a Force ghost, but he's supposed to be the balance. He's supposed to be in between. Yeah. I don't get why he's a Jedi Force ghost. I do think the coolest idea that they had, but they had to like whimpered out of it, was like the idea that neither side was good. Because mm-hmm. I, I've seen so many videos saying this. I mean, the Jedi were closer to the villains, if you think about it from a, like, a civilian's perspective. Yeah. Empire did bring peace to the average person. Yeah, not Yeah, they killed like a bunch of Jedi, but... And then, um, also, the Jedi didn't treat Anakin right whatsoever. No. Well, they didn't treat anyone right. They yeah. took kids that were, I mean, he was emotionally, like, scarred from his mom and everything and all that happened there. All the other kids probably had a similar situation. They take them, tell them they can't have any emotion mm-hmm. and brainwash them pretty much. And they also, there's a lot of wars. I mean, the Clone Wars is all you need to watch to know that under the Jedi, the average mm-hmm. person was suffering. Yeah, and also, well, also, like, with what I was saying, was... And Mandalorian, with, the yeah. average person, like, is not doing too hot. Mm-hmm. With with Anakin, he literally was a kid. He's taken from his mother. They give him the probably the worst master that they could have. And then they, um... That being Obi-Wan? Yeah. Yeah. And then Yoda, in episode three, literally, he Anakin comes to him with telling him what's happening and what he's seeing. Yoda just, like be careful your feelings are gonna lead you to the dark side what bro you did like he him saying that is like what led him there yeah and well also it's literally he he, let it that's happen. the chosen one sitting right in front of yeah. you why are you just gonna give him invite why are you gonna say yeah. something why don't you actually do something about it but i think that it is uh like better the idea that like neither side's good it's like yeah. you have an in-between that's what i'm saying i think that anakin should not be a force i feel like he should be some sort of ghost but he's in between and in like uh, Rise of Skywalker, he comes back and balances both of yeah. the sides. I think from now on, anytime there's any conflict, he should like come back as kind of a ghost and balance both sides instead of it being Jedi. Because it makes sense. He's the chosen one, right? So mm-hmm. that means that he, being the chosen one, is drawn to the middle. But circumstance draws him to the light. And because of that, it tries to balance him, just circumstance, or the world, whatever, however you want to think about it. That brings him too far to the dark. He becomes Darth Vader. But then his you know life is abruptly ended because of what happened in episode three mm. and then in episode six so like yeah i mean he what happened to him because of the jedi wasn't good he was supposed to be in the middle but then mm-hmm. what happened with him and sith wasn't good he again supposed to be in the middle so wait mandalorian's supposed to be taking place after return of the jedi right yeah it's about five years i think if we see ahsoka and she I, well, did you not watch the latest I, episode she's mentioned in it yeah yeah she's going there next episode i know but i well 
There may be a detour. There's there's one thing I hope that she know that she's either met Luke at one point and like knows about her dad because that would just bring out yes. the heartstrings right there. Yeah, I could. I okay. Here's the thing. I don't think we're gonna see Luke. Definitely not. Yeah, but yeah. a mention may be nice. And also, they have no clue what happened. Nobody mm-hmm. knows has have, have any. They do not know what happened in the original trilogy. Yeah. No exactly. one knows the Jedi are real. Yeah, and then Luke Ahs- was just around. Yeah, and then and then Ahsoka is like, it's like if she met Luke at one point, and like she imagine her telling him all the stories about how good of a guy her dad was. That would have been great. Uh, but yeah, may- maybe we'll see that. But it's just like I couldn't see that coming up because I mean, if they wanted to, they would find a way. But I can't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they necessarily do it. Mm-hmm. But that like I just thought about that. That'd be that pull on the heartstrings so much right there. Yeah. Um, and so then it seems like, uh, it's. Wait, oh, so Dryden Voss, played by Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. would be in this. Mm-hmm. So, obviously not played by Paul Bettany. Yeah. Most likely not. Because he was recast. Mm-hmm. He was a different actor. Well, that's why people think that the Crimson Dawn thing was set up for a, a long time, because yeah. the Jar Jar had... Oh, oh I looked, and um, obviously the people who watched the video saw it, because I like, you know, put it in, but it was like a four-piece necklace... There's like four different things on it, and it's gold. And one of them is similar, but I will say that the Crimson Dawn logo is pretty much just uh, the Illuminati eye. Yeah. So it's obviously purely coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's not like a big necklace with like that mm-hmm. logo. So I mean, it, it could be a complete possibility, but it's like it's possible. But it's just weird that it would be small and on like a mm-hmm. group of things. It just seems like coincidence for sure. Um. So yeah, Darth Maul would have had the mechanical legs. And Luke would have trained a new group of uh, Jedi, and but I don't think they got big, like yet. And other than that, that's really all we know. We know that they would, there would probably be a Ray figure that would kind of lead us to Luke. But I think that from what this is saying, this could be hindsight. But Luke would kind of be still Luke and Leia would still be the main characters. Mm-hmm. This would be just kind of a way to get there. Yeah. So. And then Leia was supposed to be... Are we at that part yet? Oh, go ahead. Leia was supposed to be the chosen one, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this hard. that's all. That's I think I think this stuff is... This stuff, some of it is, like, okay and kind of cool as well. The one problem I have is the Leia chosen one. That's just the only thing I have a problem with. Yeah. It does... It makes sense, because Yoda does say that he always wanted to train yeah. Leia. Well, I mean, also, though, if, if the Clone Wars was out at this time that he was writing this... Then uh, Leia can't be the chosen one. It's it's proven that she can't because in a like I think it was like three episode arc in Clone Wars. I, I, it might be two or one. I don't even remember. But they go to this. They get sucked into this random planet where mm-hmm. they meet the father, the oh, son, yeah. and the daughter. And, and Anakin, he says, "You're the chosen one." And he literally brings balance to both of the children. Yeah, maybe it's just like oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe chosen one just yeah. I guess like. It just seems that other than that one kind of, other than the kind of them saying a couple times in the prequel trilogy, it's kind of unimportant and in a way wrong. Like mm-hmm. he really isn't. There isn't a chosen one. Yeah, they they could have. That that's exactly why I wanted them to do the thing where, like I said, where Anakin comes back as a ghost because then he there is an actual chosen one like who brings balance all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, I don't know. This this sound it just no nothing no version of the sequel sound good like mm-hmm. incredible I should say. Yeah. If we would have gotten sequels, I would have liked to see George. And George Lucas, and I would have liked to see like sort of an Anakin, like because oh, we, we um, 
whatever it's called whatever when we're eating Popeyes okay I was like what <laughs> I was going somewhere with that then I couldn't think of the word all right so that's that's that news and that's that discussion so now we're gonna move on to the actual news so God. I found a couple new sources and this has led me down to probably getting a lot more news in the week so I may have to expand my notebook because I didn't leave much room for myself okay. um, maybe one day you guys are are gonna see my notebook but maybe not. Maybe this maybe will be the new mystery. We'll sell it. We'll, we'll sell, sell all it. our notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> Your science notebook? Yeah. This is this is a, this is my world history notebook right here. <laughs> Even better. Okay. So yeah, if you guys ever want to learn the what John thinks about the Godfather, but also know what John is writing about in world history, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That's all it takes. Yes. Hundred thousand dollars. Depending away. on how many followers we have later on, it might be even more. Right <laughs> now, it starts at a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Each. No, no. How about this? Each follower is a dollar. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're yeah, at thirteen yeah. subs. Actually, no. Thirteen subs, <laughs> twenty-one followers. That together, thirty-three dollars right now. And then four listeners on Spotify, Spotify yeah. makes it thirty-seven dollars. Get it while it's get it while it's cheap. Or, or not, John kind of needs the notebook still. No, it's $38, is not 37 Wait, what was the original? It was 33. 21 plus 13. It's 34 Oh, yeah. I said 33 Yikes. I'm in honors. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, our first piece of news. Fast and Furious 9 is ready to be released at any time. Most hyped movie... Let's just see. Vin Diesel. They should just release it now because no one's going to watch it anyways. Yeah, no Yes, they are, dude. I mean, no, no, even if even if it's like no one's gonna want. No, bro. I think uh, uh, Fast and Furious Five is one of the most high or one of the highest grossing. That's disappointing. Well, listen, nothing tops the ride at Universal Studios. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Florida. The party bus. I would. Yeah, guys, have you ever wanted a Fast and Furious ride? Well, guess what? They came up with a perfect one for you. You don't drive in fast cars. Actually, it's something even better. You ride in a slow-moving party bus mm-hmm. and watch crap crap CGI on the side of you. Do you know what would have been cool? Do you know what they could have done? They could have added, like, a thing where, like, you get options to, like, make your own, like, little car. It's, like, specific yeah. so that they could pull pretty, one out. I'm pretty sure, um, what is that? They have that Disney. Yeah, yeah. Fast track. Yeah. They should have done that for car, for, for, for Fast, fast and, and Furious. furious. Like, why wouldn't they have? Like, they, like everyone says, the best part of that ride is the waiting line. Yeah. The garage. No, I'm not kidding. Do you remember? It's like, it has, oh, all, yeah, those, like, it has all those cars. Yeah, it literally is. Um, we got our first look at American Horror Story Season 10. It's incredible. It tells us a lot. It's a mouth with Season 10 on it. Is it going to be a clown? Vamp, we've already got clown in Season 4. I haven't watched I know, American I know. Horror Story. I'm, I want to watch it, though. It's good. It's it's a, actually season one is a lot like Hill House, not as good, but a lot like Hill House. I think I do think you'd like it. Okay, I'll, I'll give, give it another chance. chance. Um, but it, it's uh, Spiky Teeth with a a h s ten. So I maybe don't maybe the Joker's coming. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, vampires, but usually vampires only have like a couple spiky teeth. They only have like the yeah the canines. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really have no clue. Why the hell did I point when this is an audio part of yeah. the podcast? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed that Evan Peters and, uh, what's her name, is returning. What's what's this girl's name, John? Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Paul? Sarah? I don't know. I she's I know her from something, but I don't know her name. You know her from uh, Glass. 
Oh, that's where I know from. Okay. So Sarah Paulson, and then I guess Macaulay Culkin is gonna be in it. And I'm not opposing. Yes. But yeah, maybe so, he'll be the the white dude we just saw with the lips. Maybe I don't know. He's doing good. He's doing good. I mean, he did. He went a bit downhill there for a second. You mean for like twenty years? For like twenty years, he went down. He was a psychopath at home alone. We know this. Yeah. He could have called. Like everyone says this. He could have called the cops any time. He yeah. wanted to. He yeah. wanted. To I blame him. Home Alone. They made him the psychopath. <laughs> they made him a psychopath. Um. Next up, Doctor Who. The next season. Um. I'm pretty sure Doctor Who's a girl now, and it only has eight episodes. Wait, women could be doctors? <laughs> oh wow, that's in. That's in now, Johnny. You said that. <laughs> Guys, it was a joke. Don't cancel me, please. John is a closeted homophobe. And by homophobe, I mean he's a closeted gay. What did that have to do with anything I just said? Exactly, because you don't like girls. I'm not gay. I have a girlfriend, by the way. You do? I do have a girlfriend. Boyfriend. Thanks. No, girlfriend. Boyfriend. No, girlfriend. Um, You have Marquise. No, Molly. Marcus. Molly. Marcus. Molly. Marcus. You literally just changed the name from Marquise to Marcus, so... <laughs> I pronounced it wrong the first time. Anyway, eight episodes, season 13, I think. It's probably later, actually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't watch Doctor Who, but I guess that's not much for, uh... Because Doctor Who is much more of a traditional, kind of, like, 24 yeah. episode. Does anyone still even watch Doctor Who? No. I think okay. everyone stopped watching it after, uh... There's, like, 15 Doctors. Yeah. Probably that fifth one. I would feel like it's it probably sucks when you see like a Doctor Who that you really like and he's probably like the best one and then he's just gone next season. That's kind of James Bond. Yeah. James Bond type beat. Well, one James Bond has been oh. James Bond for like ten years. By the way, Rip Sean Connery. Oh yeah. He was he was the best one. Everyone says. I, I haven't even seen those movies. There was I think it might have been the villain or something was in a wheelchair, and like now mm-hmm. I don't know if he's dead or not. But my first ever nationals. Uh, for Taekwondo, I met him. Oh, one of he the was, villains? Yeah, he was there because his granddaughter did Taekwondo. Maybe maybe you watched Goldfinger. No, I'm kidding. That's that's the bad yeah. one. It's bad one. Uh, it probably might have been. Uh, I met Goldface, yeah. Goldface? Office episode, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you, you met Goldface. John Krasinski. Um, which we have some news about him. But that's not a segue. Cause is that it, everyone is it about... One. I think I know what it's about. Yeah. Um, so the creep show thing TV series I think is getting a holiday special. It's, what? I'm pretty sure creep show is like a a new Goosebumps oh. type thing. Nothing uh, will ever top Goosebumps. Holidays? No. At, well, that one other one. What's that one with the ice cream? What? You know there was like that other Goosebumps thing, but it wasn't Goosebumps, but it was like R.L. Stein still. Like you know that ice cream episode that I. Yeah, one? that's that. That's the other one. That's not Goosebumps. I don't know what it is then, but uh, but it uh, it was just as good. It was also awesome. Convin- you can't convince me that Goosebumps isn't the kid version of tw- uh, Twilight Zone. It, it, I mean, it. They are equal level in entertainment. No, I'm saying like the the, the Goosebumps is the kid version yeah. of for the grown up yeah. Twilight Zone. Nah, they're Twilight Zone is for anybody, and Goosebumps is for anybody. It succeeds. Time I don't think I can see a six-year-old sitting down and watching Goosebumps. A six-year-old? A sixty. I can. Me. In, okay. But uh, you watch that for nostalgia. I can't see someone being like, "Oh, I've heard this good show, Goosebumps. I'm gonna go watch it." What do you mean? They're gonna watch the first episode and see the kids acting and turn it off. 
What's the oh the first episode? No, they love the first episode. That's the one with the vampires. Okay, Jack. Or, or the like the parents are vampires and like the werewolf librarian, and then like the librarian like chases the girl home, and at the very end there's that twist where like the parents like turn around and then they have like the teeth and they're like we are vampires. I don't know why, but you when you said uh, the parents are vampires, it reminded me of a you remember Fred long long time ago, Fred. He had he had a couple movies even. Oh yeah, Fred. Yeah, yeah like you know he had that, he, it started from a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Literally, I just remembered. I don't know why. I thought of, when you said vampires, the first thing I thought of the second movie was no. no he, he he did on his YouTube. He had like oh. a YouTube uh, music video where it was uh, my babysitter's a vampire. Oh man, bro! I don't even want to think about Fred. That's like a weird time, and just life. And he's gay now. Good for him. Um, what's his name now? No, now, like it wasn't his name before. Well, his name wasn't actually ever Fred. Yeah, I know. I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, he, you could probably, if you go on Fred, it's probably there. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, you know what's another really good episode of Goosebumps? That one where, like, it's like the weird superhero thing, and that kid, like, go, like, he has the comics, and his parents are like, don't read comics, you nerd. Oh, and yeah. then he, like, goes, and there's, like, it almost looks like a thing from the Bikini Bottom. It's like this big, big orange thing, and then like he thinks the guy's a superhero, but it's actually a villain. It's like a two-parter. That scared me. I'm like, the one that scared me was the dummy, whatever his helmet, the helmet oh, name was. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, I, I, I used that. That was like the first Goosebumps book I read, and I liked it though. Yeah, solid for sure. We all love Goosebumps here. So Seth Rogen is doing a horror comedy. Uh. Called Video Nasty. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it'd be in the movie theater. It sounds like it'd go to a certain website. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Interesting name. He doesn't really do much anymore, does he? He kind of... He, he does a lot of producing, I well, think. Well, yeah, but his... He is producing this, I think. Yeah. It's, he's producing it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. He hasn't been funny for a while. His, his humor was funny for, like, a little bit. Then it's just mm-hmm. like, dude, it's been, like, 20 years. Yeah. Maybe grow up a little bit. Yeah, like I he it still has a like certain niche, but like yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't see him doing anything else. But he really, I don't know. I'm not part. We don't really know anything much about it. But why is James Franco gonna be in this one too? <laughs> I do like James Franco though. He's literally in all the Seth Rogen stuff. That's so funny. Um, we also have some new oh so john berthall said there may be a punisher season three that was another okay punisher and daredevil were like the best two shows yeah. on netflix for sure yeah so well, there may he said there may be a season three there better be jessica jones was okay but all the other ones weren't as good as them yeah i always and yeah i just found the other ones kind of boring mm-hmm. did you watch jessica jones um oh, i think i only watched season one aren't there only two i think there's three yeah, they may release like three at the very like the last one for all of them. Yeah, I think it was. And then Iron Fist, yeah, like he didn't have the powers at the end, and then it they, ended. <laughs> they did him dirty. Oh my he, god. He wasn't great though. Even the actor wasn't yeah. great. Like like the the first season. Like I feel bad, but the first season I was younger. It's like it wasn't that bad when I watched it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might not stand up now, but yeah. season two, I I think season one was better than season two. Yeah, it was like trying too hard to be like fan service-y, but couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder if they wouldn't let them. Cause why wouldn't you just give him the costume? Yeah, I don't know. And then I'm excited. I'm, I I want to see an act like an accurate Iron Fist one yeah. day. All the backstory stuff was really cool, but like just the power thing towards that, it kind of just didn't. It was just like why it didn't really. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't even I didn't watch it. I just watched like a summary. 
Um, so Fantastic Beast Three has been delayed. I I don't think it obviously didn't film yet. But oh no, he uh, Johnny Depp filmed one scene, and Steve there had to pay him all his all the money. Let's go. Yeah. So he's getting that 800k check or whatever it is. Um. Uh, Jude Law, who plays Dumbledore, he supports. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he also talked him. about. He's like, it's really weird not having him here. Like yeah. we we talk about this all the time and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, because. Well, I mean, I feel like Johnny Depp would be so cool, mm-hmm. just like nice and everything, and. Yeah. But Warner Bros. was probably literally just waiting to see who won the court case yeah. to fire either one of them. So he, they should fire if they're gonna fire them, fire both of them because, I mean, I, I the, Johnny Depp should stay, but like mm-hmm. if they're gonna fire him, they should get rid of her. Well, it's insane. Also, while Johnny Depp might not be completely innocent, innocent. in this scenario, it seems like she, she instigated in, the very it, yeah, and she definitely and she we have we have actual evidence she did stuff nothing. No actual proof that he did it. In a court of law, if somebody had like a video of somebody murdering somebody, and then another person was like, "But no, but he did it." The other, the person who said he did it, that guy wouldn't go to jail. Mm-hmm. The person with the video of him doing it would go to jail and then admitting yeah. it. Yeah, maybe we should start uh, a movement for men who are treated unequally. In Speaking the court. of movement, go on, go. Maybe I'll have it. No, this is audio only. Uh, just go and find a petition. There's a bunch of them mm-hmm. to get Johnny Depp back on. Yeah. There's a couple of them that have gotten over like the million, but the more the merrier. Just just mm-hmm. sign stuff. It's very simple. You just hit yes and then skip all the other stuff. Yeah, do it. So we we definitely support Johnny Depp here. Um, we have uh, an Eternals picture here. Some it's like drawn. Uh, it just kind of gives us a better look at the suits mm-hmm. a little bit. They look cool. I mean, I do. I like the the Marvel suit style. Looks yeah. a little different, but still has that. Um, I'm excited. Icarus, he looks cool. Which one? Where is he? Top one, blue and oh, gold. Yeah. Uh oh, uh, Kingo. He has this like black and gold. That's the one that I thought was the coolest for sure. Either yeah. that or the red and black one. This one. Yeah, those are the two I like the most. I think. Yeah, but these, um. I'm not like part like super excited right now, but I feel once we get a trailer, I'll be super hyped for this movie because there is still a good amount of excitement with mm-hmm. nothing. So like, is the girl from uh, Haunting of Hill House gonna be in this? Which one? And the one who was also well, I was that wouldn't help. The one who was who was the Swamp Lady in Blind Manor. Um, oh, I don't know why because I don't, no, that's not her. Because in the bottom, it looked like I was her for a second in the trailer, the fake trailer. Wait, oh wait, is it you think this one? I don't know. Right there, you see the fake trailer right below that. Oh, that that looked like her from Angelina. Like, from Ch- that's Angelina Jolie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they look similar, they especially from like here from where a I'm distance. Sitting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of excited. Look for this movie. We got we got some Mission Impossible Seven pictures from Tom Cruise. Wait. So we got one of him. Uh, one of him walking, looking good as always. He looks like he's a little bit unfit right now. But shut up. Do you want Xenu to come for you? No, 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 no. no. I'm sorry, Xenu. <laughs> then we got him driving the sexiest car I've ever seen. A oh, small yeah. yellow cab. Another one of him looking sharp in that sunlight. That nice. And nothing, nothing more. I, I, I thought there were more. But what are you going to do about it? There's, I think there, uh, somebody else is in it that we know. I, I don't even remember the first Mission Impossible movie I watched. There's so oh, many. Haley's... The Marvel one. 
Atwell. Haley Atwell. What, John? She's attractive. Yeah, you could have just said that, but now everyone knows what you're thinking. You, know, you do this to yourself a lot, John. Why are you doing this to yourself, man? I was talking about Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there. So you got the first one. That's the one with the like where he like drops down. The second mm-hmm. one was he has a really long hair. That's long hair. Third one, I have no clue what happens in the third one. I know the second one's the worst. Fourth one, I'm pretty sure that's when it gets like to where it is now. And you got like Rogue Nation and then Fallout. Oh, I think four maybe Rogue Nation. Yeah. They're good. There was another movie where like he's where Tom Cruise plays someone who just got out of the military and stuff and was like a super good marksman and stuff. And it's pretty much Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he does anymore now. He did that and they were like, Do you want to do the mummy? He's like, Yeah, Mission Impossible mummy. Oh my god, when Tom Cruise just falls out of a plane one day. <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you, Tom Cruise is the type of person to die to like something that isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know he's going to die from like slipping on a banana. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Like, he's not he's not going to he's not gonna die because he's jumping off of a cliff. Yeah. Like, also, something that I think is super crazy is like when the people who actually care about themselves like a lot, like, like are fit and stuff and like yeah. work out all the time, those are the type of people who usually like die and like in bad ways i feel like what do you mean like murder like, like even though like, they they work on themselves so hard and then they'll like just end up getting cancer or something oh, like that yeah yeah they probably a good chunk of them do it because like they know that they have like that in their family mm-hmm. so we also have so painkiller from the cw's black lightning is getting a backdoor pilot or maybe it's just a straight up pilot that's going to try to launch it to uh its own cw series i don't know who painkiller is i don't either because i don't watch the show but yeah, that's if you know you. There you go. Guardians of the Galaxy three script is completed. This means that there's probably. I mean, there's still probably gonna be rewrites. But I'm just thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy song. Sing it. No. You've sung a little bit, John. So sing it the rest. Did of you the... hear what I said though? No. Then never mind. All right. Next thing. What's the next oh thing? Oh my Jack? gosh. So Zack Snyder has confirmed that he is working on a Justice League two and a Dark Knight. Batman movie. Oh, by the way, Ezra Miller scenes are going to look so bad in this. Yeah, because he's not there. Yeah, because he's filming Fantastic Beasts. How does that even work? They're doing it over Zoom or something. But, I mean, they can't actually do it over Zoom. Like, so do they have, like, enough people there with, like, actual cameras they, filming That him? might be what's happening. He's directing him over Zoom. Yeah, I think so. That's not bad. Yeah. Unless he's, like, interacting with people <laughs> and he has to film on a blue screen. And he's like, yes, yeah, Cyborg. And he just I'm like passed the air a little bit. Imagine if it's it's like it's like they record they screen recorded the Zoom meeting. Yeah. And you just for for, for all of Ezra Miller scenes, you just see Zack Snyder in the corner, like or they forget to like add the sound effects. So like when he like hits the ground, you know how like the yellow box comes up around. Mm-hmm. You see the yellow box every time he's there, like. Uh, that would be great. What we better hope. Um. So. Umbrella Academy season three. Oh, we we should watch Umbrella Academy. We started and then we we're like, eh. I no, we you and me liked it, but the reason the fault was Andrew. Yeah. Um. So Jordan Peele is getting a 2022 social thriller once again. That's kind of you know social thriller. That's what mm-hmm. us and Get Out were. Yeah. So pretty much it's a guy working at like Walmart. They said Walmart. Um, in the electronics section, which he noted probably means that. You know, we got we got the cult type thing with Get Out. We got the kind of 
I guess us is kind of also a cult type. We thing. should make a cult movie. We talked about this. No, like I just I don't know why I just kind of. I got some ideas. I expanded on my idea. Dude, I was up late and I, I got some stuff. For years, there's there's one shot like in my mind that I've always been obsessed with for some reason. It's like a completely. It's a desert that's like no no one's anywhere near you and stuff like that. There's the stuff flying around from the sand, and it's just one like gas station in the middle of all of it. That's like is there's one car there. There's one person who operates it. I don't know why that just has always been ingrained in my mind. How's that a cult? No, we can make. You can add on to it. Like, there's a cult in the desert nearby, and when like at night, the guy gets stuck there. No, oh, okay. And then they take him to sacrifice him to Zenu. It's like a really clean gas station. No, it's not. It's it's like it looks like Very it's abandoned. It looks like it's abandoned oh, pretty much. Okay, okay, okay. Because if it was like the cult station, then it'd be like clean. That'd be kind of like weird. No, no. But anyway, so yeah, um, interesting. We'll see. We'll see how the electronics play in it. So David Fincher. Uh, oh. Who we just talked about signed a four-picture deal with Netflix. Oh yes, which is exciting because we're paying for Netflix already. So this means we get to watch David Fincher movies. That means free. I don't have to. Yeah, maybe next week we should also do something that's on Netflix for once instead, Jack. Why? Because I want to go watch these movies illegally, and my computer blocked it. I couldn't watch them. You just hit accept the risk. No, I have a different... I, I don't know what mine is. It won't let me accept it. And then I have to turn everything off, and then it makes my computer restart, update everything. And it's really annoying. Maybe FaceTime me, because I have the same problem. You can get around it, no matter what. I, I've done it, it before, but every time I turn it off, it's like your computer... It gives me like 50 alerts. Your computer's at risk. Your computer's at yeah. risk. Well, just FaceTime me, because mine used to do that. But I got around it, and I've had no problem, so I don't think you'll get a virus. Jurassic 3 Dominion has wrapped filming. Jurassic World 3. That is Dominion. That's Rap Valley. Wait, when is uh, when is the Rise of Gru coming out? <laughs> that was random. I don't know why. I just I don't, I don't know why. I think it was delayed. I mean, I brought. I've seen toys for that for like ever. Wait, who's voicing Gru in it? Better be our boy Steve Carell. Do you think they just pitched him up a little bit? I mean, if Vin Diesel can play Groot, <laughs> why can't he? Play? We are going to steal the moon. Yeah, come on. Maybe I should play young Gru. No, I believe that's Steve Project. No, no, no. <clears throat> Minions assemble. You sound like Sabiki. <laughs> you just name dropped her. Jeez. They're not gonna know who this is. What if Sabiki is watching this? This is only. This is why this is only going to Spotify. This is perfect. Yeah. What if Sabiki is only using Spotify? And she's like, "Oh, we're poor podcast." Or Apple Music or anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anywho, so Jared Leto said that his Joker will be scarier this time around. I heard it was going to look... I heard some other stuff from Zack Snyder. It was, I forgot what it, the wording was, but... I don't know. Spooky. It didn't sound too good. Uh, I don't know. Could be. Whatever. I'll look up if I can see it while you can go to the next thing. All right. Next up, they're planning on doing a live-action series in the Aquaman world. This could be the like the trench. This could be something about Atlantis. Who knows? Um, we have some... Actually, I'll skip that for a second. So... People are eyeing a rumored Mads Mikkelsen who played Kaecilius in Doctor Strange as the new Grindelwald, Grindelwald, because uh, obviously Johnny Depp is out, but hopefully not for long. Maybe he'll come back, please. Um, two new pictures. Actually, no, again, we'll skip that while you look that up. So in terms of WandaVision, we got a couple pieces of news. So one, um, episode one was filmed in black and white, so there wasn't any color. And uh, it also was filmed with live studio audience with lighting and, uh, you know, 
techniques from that 1950s era. So that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I'm excited. So Zack Snyder, I can read the whole quote, but uh, the whole quote was, I wanted, of course, to honor what had been created with him because because I thought it was really cool, said Snyder. But also in this, I'm not going to tell you what happens in the little scene, but some water has gone under the Proverbial Bridge between when we last saw Joker and his, and this appearance. So he made some road-weary Joker. So he's like a road-weary yeah. Joker. So he's going to be like huh. all messed up looking. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, they, it's already like... Yeah. Listen, Jared Little has potential with this thing, so it's like... It's and it's already bad enough. Why don't you just try? Well, gonna, gonna, else. I wonder if they're, he's gonna have like baggy clothes, holes under it, and I wonder if he's gonna have it. If this will look so stupid if he's gonna have his long hair. Yes. No. No. Yes. Shut up. Mullet Joker. Actually, let's do Mullet Joker. No. no, no. Oh my gosh, Mullet Joker. Yes. Heath Ledger was kind of Mullet Joker, somewhat. Oh. Do you know what a mullet is? Yes, I do. It goes. It goes. Like okay, it wasn't no. obviously mullet. It was just slicked no, back mullet. curly, but like. A mullet is when no hair is in the front on your forehead and it's slicked back and it goes at least down halfway your neck and it does not curve necessarily. Oh, sounds like someone's been looking into mullets, huh? Who doesn't know what a mullet is? I know Other what a mullet you, is. I know what it looks like, obviously. You just said Heath Ledger had a mullet, John. I said out of all of them, that's the closest one. That's what mm-hmm. I meant to say. But it's not, so why are you saying that? Okay, never mind. That was, a dumb, just thing. That was a dumb thing. Let's just keep going. All right, so I want to talk about this because... Okay, so we have pictures for the Amazing Spider-Man one suit in the game, mm-hmm. but does it not like look really weird? I thought it, it looked good. It still looks. That's the PS4 or PS3. It looks like that. I, it it looks really right. weird. It looks so that like look at how like clean everything is. That just looks so out of place to me. Mm. And there, I there's there the only thing I think is there's some shading problems. That's it. But like, look, this has the shining and the, like, it's what it, look, it looks like the old game. It looks like the Amazing Spider-Man 2 game. Well, that's, that is the Amazing Spider-Man 2 game. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that one looks better than that. They look about the same. Mm. This is just in darkness. I want to find that one picture they released for. I can probably find it. I probably sent it to you. You did. It's whatever. You get my, they can't see it. So you get my yeah, point. I just want to. Um, oh, wait. There's uh can I say one thing really quickly? What? There's a Harry Potter reunion happening oh, today. Yeah. Oh yeah, today. Are mm-hmm. we on the 19 year reunion? Wait, when's it on? I don't, I don't know. But that, I'm actually kind of excited for that even yeah. like after cuz Jack knows this is one question I've been obsessed with for the longest time. How often do co-stars talk if they were especially with Harry Potter? They, they he means ex co stars like yeah, yeah. they're the project's over. Mm-hmm. They they were they've been together for so long like they they grew, they up, grew together. up together. Yeah. And I was like, how much do they still talk? I I've always been obsessed with that question with even any movie or yeah. show, and this is like a, the prime example of it. So, so we got two new pictures from Snyder. One Martian Manhunter concept art. So it looks like if his version is coming to the screen, uh, it's gonna be closer to the comic version, much closer head shape. Costume, eyes, everything. That's the face we're gonna see when Ezra Miller's doing his scenes in this little screen recording of the Zoom. He's like, <laughs> eh. uh, We also got Dark Side, who, who looks good. Yeah, that, that. Okay, this actually that looks better. That still has this vibe, but especially these pictures. Especially I that think that picture. one doesn't look. This one looks much more cleaner than the other one. 
I never said it looked as good. It doesn't look that good, but I the mean, suit. It looks... But it just it just looks weird. I, I think mean, it's. I think yeah, it looks clearer. Here, here, can I can I say one? I think what they messed up was the eyes. You know what it looks like? It looks like so. It looks like the Amazing Spider-Man Two game was taken with like a 720p camera, and this was taken with a 4K camera, but it's the same thing. I think the thing that I think that this suit doesn't fit the dude's body who did it, and Maybe. I feel like the eyes don't. They did the eyes wrong. Maybe, but the Raimi suit looks completely different than the uh, Into the Spider-Verse suit. I don't think that they had anyone model it. I think they, like, I don't think they put it around a person. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. So I don't know, but yeah, Dark Side and Snyder's version just looks like Dark Side. <laughs> yeah, um, he looked really bad in the trailer. Again, I guess I don't know if I just have a bad eye or I'm being too overly critical, but it's okay I think to be over. over- critical at least maybe not overly but like he looks really weird in the trailer we got and he looks good in it but it's a drawing that Zach's gonna release mm-hmm. so next up here we have scorpion king reboot with produced by dwayne johnson with the help of universal oh, obviously no, um that was like the first like fully cgi thing and it, it shows <sighs> it shows let's let's can we even pass that one, Jack? Just why? Really, why are they bringing it back? They really made the Mummy like the original good one, and then they like made the Mummy two, and it was like kind of bad. Then they really just made the Scorpion King like it's. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are they bringing it back when it? They should just leave it in just the dust. Pretend it. it didn't happen. Yeah. You know. But use that as like a learning thing. Throw Dwayne Johnson out with it, you know. Exactly. Um, so Catwoman is in the DCU. It's going to be played by Carla mm-hmm. Guglino, mm-hmm. Italian. I'm assuming name. But, um, yeah, she would be in this hypothetical Batman movie or series that Zack Snyder wants to make. Ah, that's interesting. The problem is we're literally getting a Batman and Catwoman thing right now with Robert Pattinson's. His, his, I, think, I think his time's over. Yeah, his, his ideas with it was that they were married before yeah. they've been divorced, all that stuff. And it's like, you know what another problem is? Like, it'd be cool. To, it's still going to be cool to see Justice League on screen, but he's, we know what happens. Like... Um, mm-hmm. both Zack Snyder and uh, what's the dude's name? The one that always wears the baggy hockey clothes. Do you think this was his plan before? Uh, you didn't Infinity? answer my question. Well, oh, the dude who wears the baggy hockey clothes. Mm-hmm. Wait, bigger dude. Are you talking about from Justice League? No, 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 no. Oh, Kevin. Uh, yeah, you're. I think it's it is Kevin. Why well, can't I think of his name either? He appeared in an episode of The Flash. He directed an episode yeah. of The Flash. He's a big comic book dude. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he, he pretty much explained what Zack Snyder told him. The guy who was on that show, who was on the comic book show, and mm-hmm. like that was on AMC. Yeah, I know. And then the walk. Yeah, he was like, well, he does like everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To do, I think that it was his original plan. Yeah. Okay. Cause What's it, going on it was, now? No. Okay. Remember, his original plan came out like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it was From kind Kevin, of sim- yeah. It was kind of similar to Avengers. Avengers. Which one do you think was thought of first, or was it just like a? It was like a kind of coincidence coincidence i feel that he definitely had it planned at least mm, i'd say he had it his vision in 2017 for sure maybe even 2016 but i'd also say that they knew what they were probably gonna do in 20 oh yeah because they filmed endgame and infinity war back to back in 2017 yeah Mm. so they had it planned way ahead of time 2016 yeah but he probably had 2016 I think it's well. First off, it's obviously pure coincidence. Mm-hmm. No one copied either one because no one knew what either one was gonna do. We got 
Endgame, yeah. no one knew the plot of it till the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And this, they didn't know what his vision was until last year. So, mm-hmm. coincidence, which one came first? No mm-hmm. one really knows the exact timeline. Especially with Snyder, because mm-hmm. he hasn't said, like, in June of 2015 or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's okay. I mean, it's weird to think about, I guess. So, um, Will Smith... They, uh, Warner Brothers said that it's always up for him to return as Deadshot. Uh, Red Hood spinoff in the works from Titans. We just got the pictures last week, I think. Um, I Jan- think he was going to be in Titans. He is. And there's going to be a spinoff. Oh, okay. January 15th is the date for WandaVision, so we were lied to. Yeah, not 2020. Not 2020. I don't think it was delayed, though. People were saying it's delayed, but I just think They that- just don't know how months work. Yeah. Maybe, but I, <laughs> I, I, January 15th is so soon to 2020, and we know that they're done. I'm pretty sure that they just, like, decided, well, Mandalorian ends here, we'll give it, like, a week or two cooldown, and then we'll release this. Talk about the news for a while, because we had that whole sequel discussion. Yeah. That was, like, 16 minutes. So I'm trying to go through this quick. Um, Vision, this is kind of cool. Vision's, like, blue sometimes because of the black and white. That's something they used to have to do a lot. Like, things would be mm-hmm. different colors. Uh, Spy Kids pictures. Spy Kids. Oh, my God. Desperado. Pedro Pascal is going to be in it, a.k.a. The Mandalorian. But I haven't seen Juni Cortez. Yeah. This, or the other one. I don't remember the other If they're not in it, then we buy it. As far as I can tell, they're not. Nothing will top. Not even Avengers Endgame. Tops that. Spy Kids 3. Final battle. There's just some things you shouldn't touch. Sylvester Stallone comes (laughs) back. The dude with all the the finger dude. Dude, Steve Buscemi comes. There's there's just some things you shouldn't touch. Um, Yeah, you're right. That was a well. Then they made that fourth one, like the time one with the Mm -hmm. other kids. Let's not talk about that. Wonder Woman eighty four. Okay, here's their plan. They're either gonna release it in December for like a couple weeks, then go right to HBO Max, or it's gonna be delayed till summer of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Well, I don't care about this movie at all. But that's just a good sign to of what other, you know, yeah. in terms of other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not excited for it. I don't even think I'm going to see it. 100% honest? No, I don't think I'm going to see it. Wait, what movie again? Wonder Woman in 84. Oh, wait. I don't know why I did that then. I, I, I thought it was a different movie. I, I'm going to watch it, but I don't really care for it that much. Yeah, no. Nah. I like that in terms of like superhero movies, I'm least excited for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh,. Actually, the, my least excited thing maybe that Trench movie. Like Aquaman Trench. No, it's thing. supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah, but it's, who's the protagonist? I don't know. I trust James Wan, though. Aquaman goes back It's James to Wan. Come on. He hasn't made all perfect movies. Yeah, he hasn't. But I, I, trust, I think it'd be cool to... Because I think it'd be cool to see a James Wan horror movie. Because isn't Doctor Strange supposed to be a horror movie? Was. Oh, it's not anymore. Sam Raimi's doing it. Yeah, I don't think it's... Think of it as Evil, evil Dead type thing, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a horror movie, but I think that... Scott Derrickson wanted to. Here's the thing. Here's the problem with Marvel. They make so much money off of China that they, they need that money that they can't do it. They can't do the horror because like how the Chinese people's like beliefs and stuff, mm-hmm. ghosts, they can't do ghosts. They need to just... They need to do something, okay? They need... Idiots. I'll say it for you. Grow a pair of balls, Marvel. Yeah. Start doing stuff unique. 
Yeah, they, they literally... I just think they've been doing too much of the same thing for the yeah. past couple of years. Soon enough, it's. I think that it looks like they're trying to do different stuff, mm-hmm. but if they keep on the road that they're going at, it's going to get boring. I even told Jack like six months ago, I'm, I like, I'm, Marvel's kind of getting boring for me now. Uh, yeah. So, Constantine... Keanu Reeves' Constantine reboot coming. What? I, or sequel, not reboot. Sequel. Okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting enough to me. We love Keanu. Um, so Death of Joker, or Death of Joker, D- Death of um, Dick Grayson, I think is the one, is going to be in Snyder Cut. Well, in the comics was the death of Jason, Jason Todd, Todd. But in this, I think it's Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson. Yeah, because we see the bat suit in BVS. So Chris Pratt has been confirmed for Thor 4. No one else from the Guardians. I would think that Rocket and Groot would make the most sense because he was kind of buddies with them. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of cool, like kind of funny, like yeah. who's the captain type thing. Um, they confirmed that there's not going to be digital recreation of Chadwick Boseman. Not going to do that. Um, we got... Oh, a, another Snyder Cut picture. Uh, this one's just a picture of the Flash and Cyborg looking at like a red thing. Looks good, oh, I guess. Yeah. Um, Stellar Vortex is going to be the, or is the cover name or whatever it's called for Doctor Strange 2. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. We got, there's a, mo- there's a thing called Wrong Turn. It's like a flesh-eating monster horror thing. It got a reboot, and their reboot has been confirmed for a rating R. Uh... Bloodshot, remember that movie that came out right before yeah. quarantine? Vin Diesel, right? Yeah. It's getting a sequel. Did it even make any money? No. Oh, okay. On VOD, it probably did. That makes sense, then. Well, because well, it was in for two weeks, and then this struck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't get any of the money back, but it was released on VOD, and obviously it did well. That makes sense, though. Like, right when the struck, everyone's like, what did we do? And they watched, they were like, oh, Vin Diesel. Vin Di- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Quiet Place 3. Has a new writer, obviously John Krasinski wrote the first two, mm-hmm. um, and this new writer makes people assume it's going to be a spin-off. It could be like a Walking Dead thing where it's community, like the community. How does community have uh, handle it, or like right when it happened? But we already kind of saw how that all happened mm-hmm. in the first movie. So this is kind of random, but did you know Trump's going to have a library? <laughs> what do you mean? Every president for a pretty decent amount of time gets a library named after them and in the library it's a president library so every document that they've signed during their presidency uh-huh. or anything document that they've worked on in their presidency is in that library even if they don't want it to be public so like with the uh vietnam war and yeah. stuff uh george bush's stuff was all in there and stuff about it and wasn't it, like, wait was, vietnam was bush i wait, no wait, i think no, it was reagan yeah, yeah yeah i think it was reagan bush did uh bush is the one which bush I, don't, I think it was the one that we were alive for. We weren't alive. For, well, yeah, we were. We, um, we were just born at the end yeah. of his term. Oh, um, okay. So George uh, W. H. Yeah, that's... No, no. It's when 9 11 happened. Yeah, and he, Iran. The whole, yeah, right? the Iran wars. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I meant. <laughs> Random, but okay. But, yeah. Um, and our last piece of news, I think that they're doing a Lilo... Lilo? Stitch? Lilo, Lilo and Stitch. Stitch, yeah. Thing... I don't know if it's live action, but a Lilo and Stitch thing on Disney Plus, similar to Mulan, which they also said that uh, they're gonna do more stuff like the Mulan. Mulan where, isn't where, that bad. No, but where you pay for Disney Plus oh. and on, and then get this—not a ten-dollar ticket. You pay thirty dollars uh-huh. on top of the f- twelve dollars a month. 
for the movie. This, we've said this many times. Disney Plus, you need to step it up. I'm being yeah. serious. Yeah. Uh, but it's like so weird because I'd rather have Disney focus on big screen stuff just because the you know going to the movies is something like no because no TV is as good as a uh, surround that like the IMAX experience. Well, I mean, how hard is it to put all these shows but, that are good that like, yeah. actually people would watch yeah. on there? It doesn't make any sense. It's, Disney, it's annoying. Uh, I pay so I, we pay that, that, Disney Plus is bad, but like you're still paying for it. And it's generally not that good. Like, for us being older, the only things we can do is watch stuff for nostalgia or Mandalorian, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you got Mandalorian or like the Marvel movies. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But uh, wow, uh, that's that's the that's the news. Almost an hour long. Good thing this isn't part of the normal podcast, right? This is part of the normal podcast. Is this going like this is only for uh? This is the podcast on Spotify, right? Podcast is the listening. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so the video Spotify, podcast. Apple Music. Okay. Also Apple Music. So are you gonna put this? Are you gonna start filming with the other one for the uh for the Godfather? For the Godfather. Yes. Speaking of Godfather, here it comes. I'm just so you know with the audio. Okay. So this is this is my friend Michael right here. I'm Vito. You said you you said you literally walked in here and said you're Michael. You can call me the Godfather. Well, do I have to kiss your hand now? No, I've had to kiss people's hand before. Me. Have you, you had to kiss my mouth. Ever. No, genuinely, have you ever had to kiss a family member's hand or like... No. Oh. This is all... I gave away all my Nerf balls. I found this like under a drawer. Did you, I thought it was just some like putty or something that you just put oh. in your mouth. I tried cotton balls, but then I had to like spit out a bunch of like the mm-hmm. paper stuff. I'm... I'm in a suit. I prank John super hard. You can watch the TikTok. Yeah. I so it, like you bits, you know. Yeah. So the first movie, well, obviously by the title, we're doing the Godfather series. Yep. And we're gonna start in chronological order. So Godfather Part One, obviously. Actually, no, John. We're scrapping it. We're gonna go Part Two, then Part One. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the Godfather came out in 1972. It is regarded as one of the most. It was one is regarded as one of the greatest films of all time. It has a runtime of two hours and 58 minutes. It won three Oscars mm-hmm. for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Best Writing Screenplay Based on Another Medium, and was nominated for eight more. The Godfather was, is a 1970s mafia movie directed by Francis Ford Coppola, stars Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, and the movie took 67 weeks to make and had a budget of $6 million and made $136.8 million. And it has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, how much? 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cobra Kai is 100. Rotten to- okay, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm pretty sure, ranks it on what it is and how... No. It like, also does it on their expectations, I think. No, no, no. That's a different one. The- Rotten Tomatoes is uh, how many give it a rotten and how many give it a positive. So that means that... Well, there's probably 100,000 critics that did it. But mm-hmm. let's say there's a sample size of 100. That means two critics... Somehow gave it a negative review. You know what those reviews probably are, right? It thinks it's so good, or this is pretentious filmmaking at its peak. I can I, literally see them in my head. Well, I also think they could have just gotten... You can keep talking. They might have just liked... I personally liked um, liked Mar- uh, Marlon Brando so much as The Godfather that when it Michael started getting more of the lead yeah. and like when he was in when he was in Italy it kind of yeah. got a little bit boring in um, that snippet for me I, I could see that yeah Marlon Brando I 
gotta say he's probably the best actor of all time yeah you know you got watergate you got this you have um apocalypse now i mean obviously he's been in a million things mm-hmm. and the cinematographer for this is one like probably the best cinematographer for him because he did it in apocalypse now too and coppola of course but they like put you know they put stuff around his, the top of his eyes so when they would light it the shadows mm-hmm. underneath his eyes would be even greater so then you could only see that like the white part so it was like even more kind of both human but like scary you you met my papu that's grandpa in greek just in case you know so you met my papu i yeah. don't know why he kind of reminded me of him you know you he would remind you him even more if you saw him in apocalypse now because he's like isn't your papu or like almost bald mostly he literally had the same hair as him oh yeah his style oh. for some reason i thought he was like bald almost. and then um the, no like especially when he's when he's gets older like right when he's with playing with his grandson that mm-hmm. really reminded me of my grand my, my papu for some reason i don't know why yeah i'm only i've only met him once, once twice yeah. maybe yeah uh okay so we open with a song that opens with the title sequence that sets the mood you know gives a little i thought it was i thought it set the mood i thought it was like you know you know it's gonna be a mob movie already and i thought that was the perfect song to just set it up yeah the score is really good here i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's like one of the first probably like operatic yeah scores Mm -hmm. and then um it starts with a father talking about how his daughter got beaten up by a man who she went on a date with and she wouldn't let him take advantage of her Mm -hmm. um and he wants don uh he wants the don to kill kill them and then he says no because uh bonacera this is where we find out his name hasn't asked him over in a long time and he doesn't want to he doesn't see him as a friend and doesn't want to have and doesn't have like necessarily respect for yeah, him he's only I think there. that's the big thing yeah he's only there because he wants something he doesn't care otherwise i mean we see this it, this is way more defined in godfather part two um but like respect is a huge thing and a huge reason why he succeeded and why michael ends up not mm-hmm. and so like when he feels this guy doesn't respect him, that's big. Yeah. And then when he calls him the Godfather, kisses his hand, he feels that respect, and he yell out, and he says, "Okay, mm-hmm. we'll do it." Well, I also know in Italian and Greek families, respect is like the biggest thing in any of those families. You're always just supposed to have respect. So, um, some of the, I looked up some of the reviews. The first negative one I saw, by like a certified critic, says this: "I found that flogging about for." three hours in that quagmire was spiritually debilitating and a crazy waste of time so pretty much he thinks it's overly long and boring which i could kind i i've seen films where it does this a lot more than this but like where shots just feel like they linger for too long sometimes this says it a couple times but like it's usually for a reason usually um and then this guy said, I don't see how any gifted actor could have done less than Brando does here. His resident power of sheer innate force has really seemed weaker. So he thinks that Brando didn't do good in this one. No, he did what he was supposed to. The whole point of this movie is, for at least from Brando's perspective, he's supposed to be calm and relaxed the entire time. He's not supposed yeah. to be aggressive whatsoever. That's he's, the whole point. He's at that, the exactly. end. Yeah. Because um, that was like the same thing with some of the American Psycho reviews where like some k- critics were like he his performance comes off as just not trying but mm-hmm. like they don't I mean just like what that Brando can do with his eyes mm-hmm. and his body language 
Oh, is enough to carry. Did you watch the Jeff video? I told you oh. to watch it yesterday. He didn't have anything up. Yeah, he did. He had the most recent one. No, it he did. The Jeff Barbershop one. Oh, oh, I thought you. I thought he would have made a specific COD video. Oh no. By the way, you talked about it. No, no, it was just because a question. Because he did um, an American Psycho themed barbershop episode. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. He's very. It, that actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Okay. Um. And then respect for him. He. He does it as a friend and gets called the godfather of kissing the hand, so that's obviously a sign of respect there. And then um, it's his daughter's wedding, and the FBI is taking the license plate, is like writing out all the license plates down in the front. Uh, Clemenza calls Polly over and informs him to do the job, which was to beat the guys up. Mm-hmm. They, they go to do it. They realize the FBI is there, so that they, and then they're in the car. They can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Don is getting another request. Uh, on his daughter's wedding day, just from he's just getting a bunch of requests, yeah, which we see in the second movie as well. Yeah, because you can't, you're not allowed to deny a request on your daughter's wedding day. That's what yeah. they say. And then so um, everyone's like, "I'll take advantage of that." Yeah. Uh, Michael arrives. Luca Brasi wants to see him. Luca is practicing his lines. Tom goes up to Michael. We learn his father wants to see him and hear about some of the family roles, like you know, like he's like. This this he he's like Tom does this for our family. We yeah. just learned that they in the family yeah. have specific roles because this is a thirty minute. You could break it down into other scenes, but it's pretty much a thirty minute scene alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and yeah, its purpose is to pretty much to set up the characters. You get to lay the land, who's who, names, all that. Mm-hmm. And also going back to the respect thing you mentioned earlier, I noted uh that in both of the movies they start with the celebration and they're both getting a lot of requests at the very beginning and the third one they all start with the party okay well uh in this so in this one he he they're all they're, he's getting requests but the difference between them is that in the first one there's respect and in the second mm-hmm. one people are demanding things from him yeah there's more to that but obviously we'll talk about that when we get mm-hmm. to that movie uh and then so then lucas he's done Nothing really happens there. He just he's just so nervous that he just talks to him. He says thank you. Uh, back at the party, they are all singing and dancing in Italian. Uh, I, I only wrote like what the Italian translations were for like the scenes that were actually important for yeah. it. Well, yeah, yeah. And then um, Don Don got gifts from senators and judges. This is like the shadow that he has them in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny shows up, sings, and Michael's date keeps questioning his father, and he assures her. He's not similar to his father whatsoever. Yeah. And he, I think at this point, he definitely, he truly both believes that and intends on staying down that route. I den- I genuinely think this movie, this one specifically, is about the downfall of a person can go through. Mm-mm. I disagree. Really? I think that's the second one. Yeah. I feel, I think, I, I mean, I think this is more about like just setting, kind of setting that up. But then again, well, oh, just so you know, I, I mean, I'm, I have this in you know my uh, write up for the next for Godfather Part Two, but they were writing Godfather Part Two before this was even being filmed, or at least released, maybe filmed. I, but I think that both are about a downfall, but in different ways. Yeah, I just think that. I mean, I guess it's kind of a downfall of Mike, but in this one, he doesn't yet really fall. He actually goes. He gets. Yeah. He gets somewhere, and and I don't think that I wouldn't even say. Um, Vito falls in this one. I, I think it's a natural thing that happens. Well, I well uh, well not necessarily. I guess fall isn't the right downfall isn't the right word, but just you. This movie is about how a person 
surroundings change them. Yeah, a good a good way, if you could, if I could character characterize it, it would be like so this one. So the se- the second one deals with the fall of the family and the rise and the with the flashbacks in the regular time, and this one's kind of like the middle ground. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, I think that that's a good. I think that's probably the best way to say it is what your surroundings can do because the instant that you know the Rosado brothers make an attempt on uh, Brando's life, Mike Mike ends up where he is at the end of the second one mm-hmm. from that second because he cares too much about his family to let that mm-hmm. slide. Um, and then Don. Don tells Johnny uh, he'll take care of it, and he wants Santino. This is the part where, like, it's just they're, they're still in the party, and uh, Johnny's like, I need to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, we'll take care of it. Well, Santino, uh, Kane needs Michael's brother, Fredo. Fredo, I think it was, right? Fredo. Fredo. Oh, my God. And then... Alfredo. That's how I thought about it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Johnny wants to roll in a movie, and he's told he won't get Like, they're literally like, there's no way you'll be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonny is doing... Sonny is, what did I write here? Sonny is doing it, gets uh, interrupted because Don wants to see him. Oh, oh yeah, and no, I got what I mean. He's doing the dirty. That's what I meant. Oh about. yeah. I was like, what did I? Why did I put doing it? And that, it's because he's doing the dirty. He gets interrupted. Attaboy, boy, Sonny. Yeah. Uh, Don wants to see him. Johnny is upset and crying. The Godfather gets upset with him because he's crying. He tells him, "You got to be a real man." And then uh, he says he's going to give the studio an offer that they can't refuse. Uh, Don doesn't want his son to his son-in-law informed about the family business. Uh, Tom is going to go to California. They take a pic. They take the picture. Michael invites uh, Kay into it, which something I noted was how like and it looks like the Godfather looks at it like kind of strange because I don't think she's Italian. No. And, and, and yeah, no, they're the disapproving. Yeah, they're like, disapproving. Her. They they never say that specifically in the movie, but you can see. I don't think they do. Well, they well they mention that. Multiple times, other people mention like they like to stay in the family yeah, in I, terms of Italian. So but, we can uh, pretty clearly assume that Kay mm-hmm. is white. And yeah. yeah, they never specifically say it like to. Michael they never Lewis. say yeah. They never say Kay. Yeah. We disapprove of Kay, but yeah, but uh, like at the very beginning, I noticed clear. that like when he's like, "Kay, come in here," like uh, Brando's character just like looks at it kind of funny looking, yeah. subtle. Um, because that's how good Brando is. Yes. Whoever said that he isn't. Suck my dick. Um, wow. Impressive. <laughs> in California, Tom uh, tells him the uh, tells Walt that um, tells him that gives him the rundown of what's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna put him in this movie. He doesn't tell him who he works for. Yeah. But um, Walt didn't seem too pleased. No, he, he's pretty clear that. Yeah, that like, you no, know, no, your dude kind of messed up my, my reputation. I, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like it actually did, but in his mind it did anyway. That, that's so, a little bit later. This is when they're in the studio still. Oh, and okay. then there's the dinner right after because he's like, I, "Why didn't you tell me who you worked for?" Like that. Yeah. Um. Then Walt hates Johnny. This is the dinner because one of his proteges threw it all away for him, and then Tom is there to leave. Tom is ready to leave for the airport. They killed the horse as a like a threat, and is like. I as soon as I you saw the blood, I, I knew that was gonna be that. That's what it was. Oh, you know what I want though? Silk. I just want to be in silk one time, because everyone says how comfortable it is or nice. I don't, I don't really care. I feel. Well, like I don't know. I don't know if I want them, but I just want to touch silk one day. Yeah, I feel like it looks so over the top though. Well, sometimes you. I think silk on its own does necessarily doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily, but yeah, this is like the extravagant mm-hmm. type of. 
this law is a case. He is in narcotics. Uh, he's a dealer who wants protection. The five families are now a threat to uh, Don because they all are going to get in on this when he doesn't know if he wants to. Don is making a deal with Salazzo. Uh, they don't make a deal. Santiano is in trouble for speaking out of term. And wh- why did you, what do you think about the, him not making the deal? Do you think it was stupid? No. It makes total sense because they're... Okay, yeah, they're not like legitimate, but they at least aren't in drugs yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which the I fact mean, that he wants to stay out of it makes sense. Plus, I think he's thinking ahead too. Mm-hmm. Also, me and Jack have talked about this many times. Gangsters nowadays would uh-huh. stand no threat to the mob oh, yeah. like this. Yeah, and they're I, so organized. They have the police. Yeah. When I said to my dad, gangsters now would stand, stand no threat to this. He didn't even. He doesn't even consider them gangsters. He considers them thugs. Yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah, they're gangs less than gangs, gangsters. Yeah, they're not. They're not. It's like. Cause yeah, like like they, this is organized crime. Yeah, like. They'll go to like people will go to them for protection from other gangs. But yeah, it's like, but no one goes to them for protection in general. Mm-hmm. People like, would be like to do this. Yeah, people would be like, back in the, these days in real life, they like, you know, Al Capone and uh, mm-hmm. New York mobsters. They would, yeah, they would be like, hey, like, here's a thousand dollars a month. Can just make sure that I stay here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so. Johnny ended up getting the role. Don wants to see Luca. He's going to the other families to see what they have on uh, Salianzo. And then... Why did I say an end? Uh, uh, Michael and Kay Christmas shopping. Luca getting ready for his meeting. Uh, Salaza and Luca speaking Italian. Uh, they speak about him about him joining. Then this is when the uh, he pulls out the smoke, smokes it. Then they stick a knife. Do you know why they stick the knife in his hand? Oh, whoa, in the bar? Yeah. Not necessarily. It's because, Well, it's because he's a stronger man that they stick the knife in there oh, so, so he, he can't. can't move Yeah, and they can go around him easier and he, they, he can't resist it as easily. And I didn't count it, but they kill a lot of people yeah, in that way. Yeah, they, that's, in both of them. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the third. Doesn't count, whatever. Well, I mean, you know what they could do? They could easily frame it as a hanging, like they hung themselves. That's true. Well, he they couldn't with that because of the knife mm-hmm. in the hand. I, Other I'm times, sure, I'm sure with a lot of times they probably do that because they. But then would, they don't need to though because they have yeah. the police on their side. Yeah. But if like, uh, like remember when the police started cracking down, they could easily frame it on suicide because you even remember Michael says like if if she dies if like my family's harmed if they die if thunderbolt any like that type of stuff later on remember when he says that, I, and he mentions suicide if they randomly commit suicide so I'm assuming that. They framed yeah. people dying on suicide before, so they well, probably use that. Yeah. yeah um, so then, uh, and then, yeah, because he's stronger than them. Okay, so Lazo wants to talk to Tom Hegan. Uh, Don is buying fruit when he when a hit is made on him, and his son cries, which, good job dropping the gun there. Fredo. 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 God. <laughs> he's, not, he's not the best guy. You can tell that he's the he's adopted one. Mm-hmm. And I guess so is Tom, but whatever. Fredo, kind of embarrassing. And I mean, we yeah, but and we 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 expand on this in the second one. Yeah. Um, Michael and Kay come out of the theater. Michael sees in the paper about the shooting. That that would really suck if you oh yeah find out about your dad being shot from yeah. a, a newspaper. I like the way that was filmed too. Like they go behind the newspaper stand and then mm-hmm. they come out the other side and she's like. 
so you kind of like know yeah. that something's gonna happen mm-hmm. um michael calls sunny they they don't know if don is gonna be okay sunny is worried they they don't know if uh he'll be okay salaza is trying to figure out is trying to make a deal with sunny and all the other gangs will rally behind salaza and it will start a war and uh if the family isn't isn't in it uh, isn't in on it uh that's gonna start the war tom is going to try to make a deal with sunny don is still alive that's where salaza gets pissed and then the family is in the room discussing what to do if don dies and they find out luca died here um they assassinate polly for he was a little snitch right that's what happened polly um i think yeah i think they thought he was a snitch Mm -hmm. so they tell him to go answer the door and then answer the door shoot him in the head Mm -hmm. or was this the pro i thought this was the clone the not the clone Uh, this is where they go in the car and they assassinate him from behind they're like hey polly are you talking about the driver he was I don't remember if he drived or he was in the passenger seat. I don't remember. But uh, he was if there. you're talking about when they go out to the field. Yeah, that's the, this is this is that part. That's this oh, part. Oh, you're talking about Oh, cuz when they meet, they tell that one guy to go out. Mm-hmm. I, I I I think that may be Paul that, and then he ends up driving them. But uh well, yeah, and that's like you can Mike is in that scene too when he kind of that's where he like he's like ready to do something. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's like by the phone, he's finally listening and they all kind of like Shoo him away. Mm-hmm. Tell well, him, Sonny. Yeah, and later on they even laugh at him. Yeah, well, because I mean, Sonny, we've seen the flash, the last scene of Godfather Part Two, very much disapproved of the way he went. Tom seemed to just be disappointed, more or less. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think that he had an incredible relationship with Sonny. Just yeah, especially after the whole military thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Mike, Mike talks to Kay. She says she loves him. He doesn't say it back. Mike is going to see his dad. Stops at Kay's first. He doesn't let her come with him. He tells her to go to her, back to her parents' house. He doesn't know when they will see each other again. And then the guards are missing. Uh, Don's all alone. They move him to another room. Uh, so there's no public info about it. That's just the reason they yeah. moved him because they all knew what room he was in. Like mm-hmm. it was public information, so they moved him so that yeah. it's not public. Because, yeah, because the cops took away the guards because the cops are being paid off by Salazar. Mm-hmm. Enzo the baker uh, shows up and is then told to leave. Mike and the baker are pretending to be security and put their hands mm-hmm. in the, which was really Big smart. Brain. Yeah, it was super yeah. smart. Like, yeah, I mean, Michael's pretty smart here. Uh, but he is also like. He's really bad at Kay. It's like in this one like mm-hmm. too. Just how he like, ditches her. And then because mm-hmm. of how it ends up happening as this goes on, then he ends up going to Sicily and she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, also, literally, he he was so nice to her at the beginning. This is also yeah. like well, a, yeah. a change of the character. Yeah, because you... Yeah, I mean, he's a com- completely different guy. I mean, obviously, here, he much rather wants like the average nuclear family watching and- kids. Ironically enough, we talked about the Godfather. Uh, what was it called? What's the thing called? Uh, where they're gonna do the, all the behind the scenes stuff or whatever. Godfather behind the scenes? Not be, like the the movie they're making with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was sitting here. Biopic. Yeah, the biopic. Uh, I was sitting here like, he really looks like Jake Gyllenhaal, Al Pacino. Um, and then I recently just remembered. I was like, yeah. that's why they casted him. Yeah. Al Pacino's peak peak in here in yeah. terms of looks. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. He and he is a really good actor because like it's hard. I don't know if you've seen Scarface, but it's another like mobster movie. But like he, it doesn't even feel like the same person. Mm-hmm. So, 
so then Mike gets uh, gets checked, you know, for any weapons. He gets by the police. They show up because they tell him to move. He gets punched in the face because he disrespects the police. And, and that stays there. Yeah. For a while. Mm-hmm. Even the bruises. And the bruises are there. I'm pretty sure even when his wife dies, which well, is a year and like a half later. It's because they broke his jaw. Oh. But they the bruises. That's just kind of weird that they stayed for so long. Because bruises, I'm pretty sure, popped blood vessels. So the fact that they stayed there for... It could be like, what if he rolls over on his... I don't know. It's weird. But... um, I mean, They probably have like wood beds in Sicily. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that's not racist. <laughs> and then uh, Mike gets back to the house. Uh... The new the new guards are there because uh, Sonny hit. Th- I forgot, how do you pronounce it? Tal. I, I I have it written terribly, but it's like Taliega. And then Sonny wants war. They want to meet. Well, uh, they want to meet with Mike. The captain is on Salazzo's payroll. They can't go for Salazzo. Mike thinks they should kill Salazzo so, and the cop, and he would do it himself. Everyone laughs at him, but He's they decide serious? to do it. And this is something really, really cool that I thought is like, he. This is this part. So at the very beginning, he's obviously the nice guy. Yeah. Out of all of them, he was. He's the one who went out of the family and did more. Yeah. And they all were proud of him. And then this part, they're like, I can't see him. They can't. No one can see him doing. Yeah. This. Well, at this point, they accepted accepted it. I don't know how proud, particularly Sonny is, and yeah. Brando at. Uh, at this point, I think is okay with what he did and happy because well, I think, and we see this a lot in Godfather Part Two. He sees, even though that Sonny's his firstborn, he sees much more of himself than Michael. Mm-hmm. Even when he's a baby, he's always holding Michael, not mm-hmm. and not worrying about Sonny. Well, I mean, also um, in this movie, he um, Brando's character says, "We're all proud of you." You know that? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but I just feel. Maybe maybe Sonny's okay with it because I feel like Sonny definitely took from like his dad. Maybe his dad would like said that he wouldn't like if he did that. So like mm-hmm. Sonny just like took that to the next level. He also probably just doesn't see a life outside of the family. Yeah, like Tom is obviously takes a lot from pretty much his dad. I would might as well call him his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he's able to. I think he understands his dad. But I think Tom understands Vito better than Sonny does. Mm-hmm. I think Sonny was also. A little bit jealous yeah. of Michael because he had a life outside of the family. And Sonny and didn't. his dad still yeah. loved him. And I don't know if he could tell, but cared for him more. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he went after the shooting and stuff, the first thing he does when he wakes up is ask for Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, they don't really play it up, but in a lot of movies, I'd be like, mm-hmm. Sonny would be like. And then even the picture, they don't want to take it because of Michael. And then I'm pretty sure it was actually, I just realized this. It was Sonny who sent yeah. him waiting for Mike. Like, he seemed yeah, he, pissed he did. about it, too. He was pissed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Sonny, yeah, I don't know. I think I think a lot of it is jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they all laugh at him, and then they give... Oh, what I was saying before is that it starts with, like, all of them being okay with him, right? Then all of them thinking he's kind of a joke, and then to mm-hmm. the end taking him completely serious because he... Yeah. He's, he's changes. Yeah. He, he's changed so cold. much through this. Yeah, he's, he's cold. He loses cold. his humanity. Really. You, see, you see, you see much. Of, you see him very enthusiastic at the beginning, especially with his you see, joy. Mm-hmm. You don't, he's not happy after. Yeah, you and I. This is kind of strange to say, but you can even tell with his posture mm-hmm. that he's more enthusiastic and happy. And then in the end, he's more yeah. cold. Yeah, the, like the big thing, like the way he sits. He sits much more like relaxed. His shoulders mm-hmm. down, slouched a bit in the beginning. 
walks around, you know, shoulders up when he is. He's like just, he's almost like more like respectful in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so they give Mike tips on how to how to do it. The hit, everyone, um, everyone is proud of Mike's services. Where they say that, I think Sonny says it to him actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, well, did you note that he very he does it very unsuccessful. Well, he does it, but like poor. Everything they told him not to do, he does. Mm-hmm. Like, for one, uh, he he like waits after he does it. Um, they told him to go right away. He stares at other people, so there, and they told him not to make sure no one sees your face. They told him to drop the gun, like drop, like slowly let it out of his hand. Mm-hmm. He, like throws it. Well, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, oh, so, I yeah. thought okay, my bad. This is this is like we're getting to it right now. They're they're eating dinner. They they don't know where the meeting is taking place. They're trying to make plans around that. They find out the restaurant and they are getting ready for the hit wouldn't that be a really easy way to make sure that doesn't happen just not tell the other side the restaurant but then they probably wouldn't do it well they had an informant in the police that's the only reason why they found out they didn't know what was going to happen with it though oh yeah yeah um they pick up mike they talk they they talk see if he has a gun he doesn't then um this is okay with the gun thing this is a classic mob move. Like when the the, the, the bat. Right, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Actually, uh, they they do a sudden turn and they cut to make sure. I think they did this turn to make sure no one was following them. Yeah. And then they had around. Because it like cuts out, cuts off traffic. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. And then um, if because if someone was following them, they'd have to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then no one no one's following them. And then, so this is the restaurant scene. And I have all of it, yeah. tra- uh, translated. But I just want to talk about the bathroom part really quickly. I feel like that happens so much in these mob movies. And, like, I feel like it's a common way that people get assassinated. Planting a gun. Yeah. So, like, if he has to go to the bathroom, why wouldn't he be suspicious? And why wouldn't you check after or something? Yeah. Like you, ha- you have an extra person there. If you have yeah. the cop there with you, why don't you just have him check the bathroom when you get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, I mean, I they, they probably, I mean, they I would assume they did, but they just didn't find it. Because mm-hmm. even he has, like, trouble getting it. He's there for, like, a couple seconds feeling around trying mm-hmm. to... Uh, they get to the restaurant and they start to talk in Italian. Uh, it starts with Zaliazzo saying, I'm sorry. Mike saying, forget about it. Zaliazzo says, what happened, uh, to your father was business. I have respect for your father, but your father's thinking is old fashioned. You must understand. I am. Oh, yeah, it's kind of funny about this though, really quickly. Like I got the gist of it because of like Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's a different language, but like respect. And then like the father, I was able to, I was able to piece it together. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I think Italian, Greek, and Spanish are pretty similar. Yeah, they're all southern. They're all southern uh, Europe. So. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty similar, like uh, especially uh, Italian and Greek. Their songs sound the exact same. They have the very similar culture to. Because if you didn't know, I'm. If Greek. you haven't haven't figured it out by now, I'm Greek. I didn't grow up like this, but I grew I grew up somewhat like this. So like the parties, I completely understand how they feel because yes. I like kind of grew up similar yeah. to that similar vibes yeah and like i've always grown with res- like you're supposed to respect like all that t- all that type of stuff i've kind of grown up like that not on this scale my dad grew up on this scale but yeah. um it's like it, they have very similar culture to greek people and especially the songs my papa used to always play greek songs sound exactly the same uh okay so then mike says i understand those things i know them so Anzo says you do you must understand that i helped the Tatiagla, 
uh, family. Once I make a deal, I see nothing but nothing but peace. We are we are aside all this nonsense. And then he says, Mike says, "How do you say?" And then he's, "How do you say?" You go to, and then he goes to the bathroom, like he's he's questioning. Yeah. There. And then he goes to the bathroom. He comes back with the gun. Slazo says, "Everything all right? I respect myself, understand, and can't allow another man to hold me back. What happened was un." unavoidable and i had oh my god <laughs> i had the spoken support of the other other families and then Don, the other family dons if your father were in better health without his eldest son running things no disrespect intended we wouldn't have this nonsense we will stop fighting until your father is well and resume bargaining no vengeance will be taken we will have peace but your family no longer interfere and something i noted when i was translating this and i think other i looked it up and other people noted this as well i think that um mike was think actually thinking about this deal until the last time until the last line your family no longer interfere yeah i like pissed him off or just yeah. set him over the edge mm-hmm. yeah so it, it seems that when like he says that when Vito goes into poor health and then Sonny kind of takes a lot of the operations on. Mm-hmm. They lose a lot of respect for mm-hmm. the Corleones. And, you know, I think that that just him getting older was a problem for, mm-hmm. for them. And then this is where Mike just shoots them both, does exactly what he wasn't supposed to do. And then, um, oh, they, they, link, they link the police officer to the drugs with Salazzo. And then the Yeah, because pl- they have like newspaper. Yeah links so they're able to like mm-hmm. make it seem like mm-hmm. it wasn't bad yeah and then the police are cracking down now uh the don comes back home uh he, the first thing he says is he wonders where michael is uh he learns that michael did the hit and then something i notice is that uh which son stays behind he turns away from the son that stays behind tom no it wasn't tom it wasn't sonny fredo 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 stays Fredo's the only one who's there left and then Don kind of turns his head away I don't know if it was meant to be something but it just kind of looked to me like he was just kind of annoyed with him wait when is this like right after he gets when, home? right when he gets home yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah and then Mike's in Mike's in a hideout in Italy with guards well I do I mean he's obviously like Brando uh, like Vito's obviously heartbroken by the fact that Michael is now involved in this Mm-hmm. yeah definitely and yeah and then uh they walk through a vanquished city they see women one mike is intrigued by they have lunch and talk about uh the woman the woman they ended up actually talking about the shop owner's daughter <laughs> and then he want he goes in there and yells at his daughter but he had but he has so much swagger al pacino mm-hmm. he picks her up yeah he says he wants to meet his daughter and uh marry her like that's kind of yeah wait doesn't Oh yeah, well he also and he also says that when he comes back to K, mm-hmm. he does. He's not like maybe she tries out her and he's like, I want to marry you, right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, this is a total shifting character. Yeah, right he's like, I I mean I don't know if this is common to not date long or at all in like Europe. I don't know. I feel like towards this part of the relationship though, uh, not, not in the relationship of this of his character, he starts taking on more traditional gender roles. Yeah. Like, oh well, yeah, we see mm-hmm. that. Um, because and also this takes place in the either the early 50s or 40s 
So like, I don't, and they're in Europe. So I don't mm. know if in Europe in the 1940s or just in general, it was common to not date long and just get married right away because like now some people literally just are dating forever. I think it was common. Even in America, I think it was common to get married fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you were do when you served in the army. Yeah. Well, like he didn't do this, but a lot of people when they serve in the army, they get married to their like high school lover right away. Yeah, it's like, and since because everything was so cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then tells them he wants to marry her. He tells them who he is and this value valuable information. Mike meets with the family and the girl. He gives her a gift. They smile at each other across the table. They go on a little walk. Uh. Sonny goes to pick up his sister who is being hit and she begs him not to do anything. Uh, he beats the crap out of the husband anyways. <laughs> and then... I love, um, I love that. Did, yeah. That was pretty badly cor- uh, cor- I know, I saw that. There was a punch that went... Literally, literally it's like that. You can like see it. Like, that. yeah. Because if you uh, watch a fight scene in a movie without sound, you'll see it, it looks worse. That sound really adds a lot. makes you think it in your brain that like they're punching, but... Yeah, there's a couple times where it's straight up they didn't film it. Right. Oh yeah, well, even with this with this scene specifically, even with the sound, you can tell it's totally fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Mike is getting married. They do some Italian traditions. Then they have their first dance, and then after that, they do the dirty. Right. Pretty away. good scene. Um, what? <laughs> what? Uh, Kay shows up to the house. She asks her to give. She asks Tom to give Michael something, but he can't because that would acknowledge that he knows where Michael is. Mm-hmm. And then the daughter who got married at the beginning is getting cheated on and beaten, and she calls Sonny. Sonny leaves to go to go to a toll booth, and then he, he goes to leave to go to her, and then he get, goes to get stopped at a toll booth. Mm-hmm. He gets hit, like killed, and yeah. then the Don is out of bed. Tom tells the Don about Sonny's death he wants to stop the war they call Bonacera who the Don who the Don owes him who owes Don a favor and this is his repayment and he wants to make Sonny look as good as possible for the funeral uh in the funeral home and then Mike is with his wife she's learning to drive he learns about his brother's death which honestly I gotta say for the writers who wrote this that is a very nice little like setup and payoff later on with her learning to drive, I feel like that's just such a random oh. thing. But doesn't it happen really quick? What do you mean? Like, this scene happens, and then there's, like, two in between her death? Yeah. I was talking about, like, her death. Like, it's, like, it's it's just, like, so random. Like, for her to just learn how to drive all of a sudden. Like, I wonder if they were, like, oh, we want her to die in a car. How could we do that? Just have him teach her how to drive? Or, like, yeah. they could have easily killed her off another way. Well, yeah. I don't know. Not that impressive to me. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then... So, and then she's learning to drive. He learns about his brother's death. And then there's, like, another little in-between scene, but it's not really that important. One of his bodyguards rigged the car and killed his wife. Don meets the... Which, honestly, Michael's a pretty smart cookie, you know that? He knew he knew it was about to happen, too. Yeah, yeah, he figured, well, he figured it out. He was like, he looked. The guy was, like, looking at the mm-hmm. car. He looks back. The guy runs away. Mm-hmm. Looks back, and he's like, oh, shoot. Well, and also because right before this, the fat guy says, mm-hmm. you better get out of here. Things are getting dangerous here, too. They found out where you are. So I think that's that was literally right before this. So that's on his mind. And then 
he the guy runs away some uh, you know it's kind of all sketchy so i think if michael had respect he wouldn't have failed as a don yeah because he was super smart he knew who the traitors were right away he he like he swiftly acted he was smart like all that but it's not his fault that he couldn't get respect yeah because even sunny didn't have respect Mm -hmm. i think even if both of them had respect Sonny wouldn't run the he'd run the family into the ground no matter what. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the Coriol Coriol again. What is it? Coriol What are you trying to say? Corleones. My gosh. Oh yeah, I I I literally like I don't know why I keep messing up that name. I it's, I got it right the first time and I say it a second time. Yeah, I, it's been in this multiple times and I keep not skipping over it because yeah. I like earlier I was pronouncing it wrong oh. and then I was pronouncing it wrong. Like I kept flip flopping, so I didn't yeah. want to mess it up. Anyway, yeah, it seems like the Cor- Corleone, Cor- dude, the Corleones were doomed uh, from the start just because, uh, kind of, pretty much because Vito is such like a powerful force that mm-hmm. they're a big target once he's gone. Mm-hmm. I think. And then. Uh... So then Don meets with the families. They argue about the judges and politicians and the drugs. They agree to traffic the drugs, but under control. Don wants... It's also kind of... First off, that they kind of have, like, that respect for the the kids to, like, keep the drugs Mm -hmm. away. But also another thing to show is, like, respect. And we'll talk about this in The Godfather Part 2 more specifically because we see more of it then. But, like, him being a people person, and that's the reason why I succeeded because he has all these judges on the side now. Mm -hmm. I also think that... um, I think that that's something you would have seen with mobs back then. They didn't do anything with kids. Mm-hmm. They were they they had they had morals to a certain extent compared to what is now. They don't care. Yeah. They'll sell drugs to kids. Yeah, money's money to people now. But mm-hmm. like back, that's why they're thugs. They're not. I mean, we're not saying this is good at all. What they yeah. did, they murdered people constantly, and they harmed a lot of people's lives. But. At least they had rules. At least they had, yeah, a certain, to a certain extent, they had mm-hmm. some rules. And they always they always keep and, the kids out of the family until they're of a certain age. Yeah. Uh, and then Don wants his son Michael back. The uh, Don know the Don knows Don knows a plot is happening. Kay and Mike uh, meet. It's been a year. It's been a year time jump. He's working for his father. Mike wants to marry her. Uh, they have a meeting. Mike is the new head of the family. They're moving to Vegas. Tom gets demoted here. And then uh, the move, people in Mike's hotel room, he wants them all to leave. Uh, and then I didn't know this was Fredo here at first. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. well, he has his like, hair slicked back mm-hmm. now. He looks so He looked completely different. Much more confident here. You could say that. Yeah. Um, and then he asks, Johnny's back. And then he wants, Mike wants all the people to leave. He finds out his brother was being hit. They want to be part of the casino business. Mm-hmm. And then the meeting doesn't go too well. Uh, and that, this is big because pretty much this is this is what makes um, the second one happen because he mm-hmm. doesn't have a good interaction with Mo Green. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, that, and since Roth is in relation with Mo Green and he kills Roth because of this, it leads to the events of the second one. Mm-hmm. And then Mo Green isn't too happy and then... He doesn't want to sell him out. He wants to buy him out. Uh, and then Mike and Mike and Kay are married and have a kid. Uh, Brazzini is moving in, moving on the family. Uh, the Don is getting old, and he he had more hopes for Mike, is what he says here, which mm-hmm. I think certain people in the family did as well. They all did. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, Sonny takes it too far. 
Tom seemed to have the exact same to yeah the exact same kind of ideals as uh, uh, Don Vito and um, obviously the sisters kind of the yeah. outcast in a way and then Sonny just I think since Sonny's kind of always felt like the outcast we, we learned this but he mm. always felt like the outcast I think he is almost in a way fearful to have any judgment towards his family yeah because he fears that he's already on the edge mm-hmm. uh, the Don is spending time with his grandkid. Don is coughing, and then oh, he man. dies. That hurts, especially when he dies, like, when this, the kid doesn't understand mm-hmm. and, like, is, like, squirting him and laughing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. And, like, well, be, and then, but then you remember, at least he went that way and not mm-hmm. an assassination. I remember the first time I watched this, though, I was actually mad at the assassination because I'm like, they're going to kill Marlon Brando 35 minutes into the movie? Yeah, when I first watched when I watched it first, I was like, what the hell? He's on the cover. No way he's dead already. Yeah, well, they, he's on the cover to sell it, so... Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I, yeah, I just was like, oh, I want to see more of him. Well, I remember being like, I remember, because I knew about the movie, I knew he was a classic character, I knew like I knew some stuff about the movie, I was like, no way he dies this fast in the movie, and then yeah. he didn't, but... Um, Luckily. Yeah. And then someone asked Mike to meet with uh, Brazi, Mike is becoming a godfather, and then while the baptism, this literally, this scene right here reminds me exactly of my church. Oh. I thought you were gonna say reminds you this scene where you know this scene reminds me of another scene. It reminds me of that Walking Dead scene with the the spikes. How it's like intercut between. Oh. I think that's the best scene in the Walking Dead, personally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like how it intercuts between like the reveal of the death and then like mm-hmm. setup of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, and then it literally looked exactly like my church. But um, and then. A hit is being set up on the traitor, Mo Green, Brosny, and other head leaders. And then Carlo betrayed the family and is punished and killed. Connie comes in upset for or Mike for doing it. And then um, Kay isn't happy. He gets upset about her asking about the business. And he lets her ask her this him this one time about the business. He lies and says he didn't do it. And then she walks out to pour them both a drink. Men walk in, kiss his hand, and call Don, call him Don Colioni, and as the door shuts on her. Mm-hmm. That. Which, for me, when I watched this, I thought this was the final part of him, like actually shutting her out of his life. Yeah, it's like uh, isolation's a big thing for him in the next one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of starts here. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing I cool. see well, trivia. I, I see, yeah, some things you didn't know about. This is mainly the first one, and then I'll write some stuff for the second one. Um, I have I have stuff. Okay. So, you know. so, number one, Francis Ford Coppola uh, was almost fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it wasn't a smooth production. Yeah, it was not. There's People were almost fired a lot. A lot of people were not wanted for this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot. you see this with a lot of big-time directors. A lot. A mm-hmm. lot of them have, like, problem with the studio just because they're such directors' directors. Well, also, yeah, they want specific things, and if the studio doesn't like it, then that—that's why I like this. He—he he went. That's why I like directors said, like this. He, he said, "I'm gonna." He said, "Yeah." He said, "I'm not gonna make your movie. I'm not gonna make the movie for you. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna let me make my movie." Which directors now you need to take from this because, like, that's probably a big problem with a lot of films. Then again, now, like with Marvel, Scott Derrickson wanted to do what he wanted to do with the horror, and who's not directing the second Doctor Strange now? Yeah, I guess so. It's like, I mean, and you kind of need the job because mm-hmm. back then there was no like marble there. You have the studios, but like 
you had directors making movies. That's why Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese thinks that that was like the peak time for movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so Francis Cop fought to keep the puppet strings, the iconic logo in. They didn't originally want it. Mm-hmm. So he fought to keep that in. And then um, the scene where Luca first talks to the Godfather was like how he actually delivered the lines. Yeah. Like he was nervous to talk to Brando. Yeah, the actor was so nervous because it was an acting legend that Francis, this is a really good thing about him, Francis Ford Coppola. He adapted. He he adapted. He A lot, mm -hmm. a lot of times he was able to, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they did like an entire day and the actor couldn't deliver his lines right. So he decided to have it, um, didn't have time to reshoot it again. So he decided to have a scene from beforehand of him Please. rehearsing, mm-hmm. which was really, really smart. Actually, that was pr- the coolest one on this list, probably. I have, I, yeah, I have a lot of stuff about, because the pre-production for Godfather Part Two wasn't smooth either. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then the cat. I, I'm sure you've heard about this. I saw this on TikTok recently as well, and it was when I looked it up. The cat in there was a stray cat in the mm-hmm. very beginning, and it would be on set. And Francis Ford Coppola gave it to Brando. And was yeah. just like improvised with it, and the cat he he was was actually purring so loud, meowing so loud that they dubbed the sound on the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must so be annoying. That must, that must, but that must be you know that's how you know Brando's a nice guy. You know, you see those cat, that cat really liked him. Shh, he's just not a nice guy. He's really not a nice guy. No, sh- it's okay. Uh, Pacino had had his mouth wired after the punch scene. For, for, like, the punch to make it look like he broke his jaw. Oh. He had his mouth wired shut, which is dedication. Dedication, I guess, yeah. Uh, and then the studio didn't want Marlon, Marlon Brando as the godfather. They, which I feel like, um, I feel like, uh, Francis Ford Coppola kind of incorporated this into the movie. How he, ref- he kept wanting Marlon Brando in this movie. But the studio didn't want him in it. Where in the scene where Tom is talking to the studio director, and he's like, yeah. "There's no way we're gonna have this person." I feel like that yeah. was kind of a little Maybe. dig. At Do you the, know at the why? Because I'm pretty. If I if I thinking about it correctly, it's money. Yeah, and they I had think a six million dollar budget. And he wanted two million. Yeah, and they also wanted other people as well. Yeah. Because so. um, uh, Clemenza was a huge actor. Mm-hmm. Whoever played him, so. Uh, like you have a lot of the, and then even Al Pacino at this time was pretty big. So you have this a lot of the money going to these actors, yeah. and Marlon Brando wanted like all of it. Yeah, and Al Pacino didn't want Al Pacino either. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Marlon Brando, if you didn't know, isn't that a great dude in terms of social life, how he treated women. No, he's a great guy. How he wanted money, greedy. Anyway, that's the Godfather. Um, yes, yes. So now we'll give our ratings. Right. All that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one little thing before that. I'm going to be saying something in the, in the Godfather Part 2, a quick related story to my family that is similar to the story of this movie. So if you want to see that, you might want to check out the second episode. It'll be at the end of the second episode, yeah. uh, Part 2. Um, so uh, a couple of things. The one thing that uh, was interesting was, and I think I'll talk about this in the second one because it's kind of cool. So any time that death, be it the horse or an assassination attempt, is around, there's always an orange. But the cinematographer or set decorator said that that's not intentional. It's just because they wanted for certain scenes to spice it up with color and oranges were always able to be there. So mm-hmm. that was coincidence. But then I do think it was actually purposely incorporated in the second one because, again, anytime death is around, orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a revolutionary movie, a lighting revolutionary, some of the best performances of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, Enjoyment? Enjoyment, 98. That's, John Enjoyment is the, the oh. letter. Yeah, A plus then. <laughs> a plus. Oh, I also say that both of these movies are much better watching it a second time, because the first time you get the shock factor, but the second mm-hmm. time you understand everything way better. Um, but yeah, A plus. And then you gave yours already. No, that wasn't mine. That was just like uh, out of 100 for enjoyment. Movie making wise, uh, 99.3, I would say. You're not doing points, John. Either uh, 99, 99 or... 99. Uh, yeah, 99. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, 99. I mean, the only thing I can really knock is sometimes they linger too long on something that's mm-hmm. unnecessary. Yeah. But other than that... Uh, oh, and I think the biggest, the biggest thing, the one thing that I truly dislike about this movie... Is the part where that guy's screaming after seeing the horse? Like it's funny, because mm-hmm. he like he keeps on screaming and they keep like cutting back and I'm like, he should have screamed twice and you cut away because it was like funny. It's not supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, something else though is if you guys are wondering, Haunting of Hill House for us both was a hundred out of movie making wise, but that's because it's a horror movie and it accomplished exactly what it was meant to do. This is a completely different type of movie, I think. Um, if you're trying to defend why we're not giving it a hundred, no, I'm not trying to defend why we're not. I'm just explaining that with certain movies, some of them might be higher than others because of what they accomplished doing and what yeah. genre they set into. Yeah, but then again, like if you're if you if you're judging it off of what they're trying to accomplish, then like Marvel movies should all get a hundred because what they're trying to accomplish, they succeed with flying colors. Well, I, also I think that... personally, my judging enjoyment enjoyment that's simple enough, but. I judge it purely off of it. It's con- I truly do think Haunted Hill House is better than The Godfather in terms of filmmaking and, and debatably as good in writing. So that's why I give it a hundred yeah. and not this. So okay, that's how I personally do it. If you do it different, make it clear now. I do. So it depends with certain things. Like I was like, well, sometimes I'll go back and I'm like, why did I give this higher score than this? That's that's also yeah, why you're probably gonna do that. That's why that's why I try to make sure I keep it like. Just purely off filmmaking, because like 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 you said, if I if you do it off of how it's um, you know put together, I was trying to give a defense of why our scores might our scores from different movies might differ sometimes. Yours, yours no. different. Okay, never mind. Mine okay. do not differ. Go back and check the files. Okay. I still um one hundred. You literally agreement. differed. Okay. Oh, Harry, Harry Potter. When I changed. Yeah. I changed on purpose because I was judging it off of. I was kind of back. I was like half judging it off of what I was trying to do, but then I was like, "But I'm judging like Shawshank off of what how how good it is a movie and Hereditary, so I'm gonna do that with this." Okay, Jack. So that's how it is. So yes, actually take the back. Everything is consistent except for Harry Potter one through four, but I do change that in Harry Potter five through eight. So if you're gonna comment one through four, you did it this way. Go watch five through eight and then tell me. Anyway. Okay. That that's the. Uh, that's that. By the way, again, if you're wondering, I'm not wearing the suit because I'm being pretentious. It's because I was, I pranked John. Check out her TikTok, by the way. He came in here saying he was Michael, and then he changed it to, uh... He's lying. He's lying. All right. So now we're going to be moving on to The Godfather Part 2. So the Godfather Part 2 is a sequel and prequel to The Godfather. It was directed by Francis Ford Coppola and released in 1974 two years after the first mm-hmm. which is actually kind of fast yeah most movies are two year turn- uh, like a lot of movies now are two year turnaround these are big compared to the 
third one, big, well, big leap. Yeah, but that wasn't. Yeah, that you you know why he why that took so long, right? Why he didn't want to do a third, but when he stopped being a directing powerhouse that he was, and he needed the money. Oh, that makes sense. They said yeah. that they'd give him a lot for doing a third one, and he said, oh, "Okay, I need it." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So and also, this is three hours and twenty three minutes. So pretty much three and a half hours and only took, you know, mm-hmm. it was only two years after. So that's kind of impressive. It's a crime epic based off of Mario Puzo's book. Actually, this one isn't based as much off of Mario Puzo's book, but whatever. Certain parts are. Um, so the film was quickly greenlighted after the success of the first movie with most of the cast returning for the sequel. Coppola asked for more creative control on this one. It was granted. Uh, we talked about kind of the rough production that occurred in the first one. Uh, it premiered on December 12th and was released on December 20th of 1974. It received divided critical acclaim at the time. Actually, we'll talk about that in a second. And it grossed around $84 million on an $18 million budget. It received six Oscar wins, those being Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor from Robert De Niro, Best Art Direction, Best Score, and Best Picture. It was also nominated for five other uh, Oscars, those being Best Actor, Al Pacino, and then two other Best Supporting Actors, Best Supporting Actress, and then Best Costume Design. So it it got a whopping 11 nominations, which is a lot, because back then, most of the movies were like Oscar contender movies, so 11 in 1974 is really good. And then obviously it was given numerous other awards and nominations Mm -hmm. from the 2 million other award shows that are out there. it's usually regarded as one of the best films of all time. The American Film Institute has it at the 32nd best film and is preserved by the National Film Registry uh, for being, I forget exactly how they phrase it, of culture, cultural significance, I think. I'd say this film loses one of the best parts of the first one, Marlon Brando, of course. Um, probably one of the best actors of all time, if not the best. Robert De Niro does a pretty good job, though. But we also gain Robert De Niro, who does really great and did a lot for the role. And I mm. think that he was, I think part of him knew that he was having to fill those shoes. He actually originally went up for Sonny in the uh, first movie. That makes sense. Um, so, and I think that this is also, in my opinion, Al Pacino's best work, this in the first one. You can debate which one's better, but I think that from what I've at least seen, I've seen him in like five or six movies, this is his best stuff. Um, we also have Diane Keaton and Robert Duvall being notable characters here. The, those, that's Kay and Tom. Uh, so this was written before the first one's released, as we talked about. Uh, and this is actually, the creative control kind of goes along with this, but this is the story that Coppola always really wanted to tell, like the just, juxtaposition between the rise of you know the Cor- Corleones uh, mm-hmm. from Vito and then the fall. Uh, uh, yeah, from Michael. So, and and, note, and he said he didn't want to do Godfather Part 1 again. That was something he was very adamant about. I'm, I'm happy. A lot of movies do that. They usually just yeah. do the exact same thing over. I think the biggest reason is because this wasn't made for money. This mm-hmm. was made for story. So, uh, so the, bu- the budget was originally $6 million. That was later increased to $11 million, which then was increased to $18 million. Yeah, he really just said, yeah, I'll make it for $6 million, and then took $18 million out of Paramount's bank account. I mean, I wonder how much uh, Marlon Brando would be asking for. Well, actually, there's uh, something cool about that. Now, we're, Right now, we're talking about it. So there, there's some stuff with the casting. A lot of people are really greedy. I don't know if it's this time period, 
the caliber of these actors, the age of these actors, but greediness is flowing everywhere. Obviously, Al Pacino is a huge trouble in both of these movies a lot of the times, but the actor for Sonny wanted to be paid the same amount he was paid for the first movie, even though he did about, I'd say, eighth, if not less of the mm -hmm. work. Yeah, he didn't do much, but got the same pay. Obviously, he got the pay. He got it? Yeah. How else do you think he's in the movie? Well, I would just assume he would come to the deal eventually. Like. Yeah, no, they gave him it. And then Brando was set to return for probably oh. around one or two million dollars, but did not show up on the set that day that he was supposed to be there for that final scene because really? he was mad at Paramount. Wait, wait, what scene was he supposed to be in? The final one. He was supposed to walk through the door. Oh, okay. But didn't show up, and that's why. So Coppola, when I was talking about how he's like adaptive, mm -hmm. Coppola, you know, they're waiting. Paramount's like, he's not coming. And then he rewrote it that day. It probably wasn't hard, but still, you know, mm -hmm. the, the way they refer to what's going on. They probably... I just can't believe he'd get one million just for that. It's Marlon Brando. Yeah, but that's still just, he, did, he just walks into a room? Yeah, it's Marlon. Yeah, he's insane. I know, I know, he wasn't going to do it for any less. That's just crazy. Yeah, he thinks a lot of himself. And then the last one is too. the... What? I would too. Have you seen that jaw? No, but still. That. What do you mean? That's fake. No, it's real, Jack. He has a thing. No, it's real. <sighs> Whatever. Movies are real, Jack. I actually forgot, I forgot to say that in the first one, but yeah, there's like a bunch of makeup. He had like a, mm -hmm. a jaw thing. He looks way younger. Like he didn't have like those spots. They put gray in his hair. Like... Marlon Brando in that one looks like 80 or more, but in real life, I don't know how old he was, but he looked more like a 50-year-old, mm -hmm. if not younger. And then the last one is Clemenza, who wanted to return, but said he wanted to write his own dialogue. And you know what's really interesting? Who do you think he was going to be? The role, His role was replaced with Frankie. Really? Mm-hmm. So he was going to slip the wrist. He was going to do the mm -hmm. court, but he wanted to write his own dialogue, so he didn't. And and obviously Coppola as much, you know. He should have. I think because he, like I said, he's the other big one. Yeah, if they really wanted him back, I think they should have done like uh, he can pitch ideas, but they don't have to do it. But he didn't want to. He was adamant that he needs to write his yeah. own dialogue. So that's actors ruin stuff for themselves. If I'm going to be honest, <laughs> they really do. But I thought I just think that's so interesting that like, Frank was actually supposed to be Clemenza, mm -hmm. um, and Clemenza is in this movie, younger mm -hmm. version, obviously. Um, so it was shot over a nine-month period. Most of the places, it was actually shot on location. So in Cuba, they were in Cuba, Sicily, Sicily. Uh, so Coppola said that it actually ran pretty smooth this time around, other than the beginning, the pre-production, like I said, with Pacino and everything. Um, and this was the first major film to use part two, as Coppola thought less thought this um, less of as a sequel, but more of a continuation of the story, as if it's a six-and-a-half-hour epic. Um, and the big knock against it at the time when I said it got divided critical review, was that the cutting between timelines didn't give you time to really get in the mindset of the characters, at whoever you're focusing on. I disagree, but uh, obviously, obviously over time this was changed. People mm -hmm. think, again, like I said earlier, one of the best films of all time. So um, it had a successful DVD release. I do mention that though, because it had a, something cool kind of happened with it. NBC released a version told in chronological order with unused scenes. Don't know how I don't know how long it didn't say, but probably really long. Well, at least six and a half hours, if not more. Mm -hmm. But it also cut some, like the more gory or stuff, because it uh, premiered on television. So, and then there's a bunch of behind the scenes stuff on other DVDs. Now we can get to the movie. So we open with the past. This is all set up to get to know Vito. Uh, 
I think that this movie is really focused on the characters, especially like Vito and Mike and how like hardships push them because they push them in like really different directions as we see here and like isolation in general. So we open learning that Vito's, who by the way is Marlon Brando if you don't know, um, Vito's dad is dead and brother has run away and we're at the father's funeral. But then all of a sudden there's a shooting and we find, and then they find Vito's brother dead. Um, and just as things don't seem like they can get much worse, uh, Vito's mom talks with the Don of uh, Corleone, which is the town, he got his name from the town, uh, talks to that Don, and pretty much the Don wants to kill Vito because he knows that one day he's going to grow up and try to kill him again. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. But Vito gets away, but the, this she tells him to run, so they obviously shoot his mom. So now he's alone, all three of his family members are dead, and he's sent off to America, where he arrives in I- Ellis Island, and he has no one, but even worse, he has chicken pox, so he has to quarantine for three months. That's lovely. So he's alone on Ellis Island, which, if you didn't mm-hmm. know, isn't even like on America. That's, yeah. I, I bet you can assume this. It's an island off the coast mm-hmm. of New York. Um, Wait, I, I want to say something really quickly. The, um, the whole immigration thing just really... Because how old, how old is he then? Does he uh, say? He's about 11, right? I think they said 11. I don't know why, but I think yeah. they did. Um, my papu moved from Greece at the age of 13 with his family. So, like, that whole thing, yeah. just I, I kept thinking of it throughout these movies. I don't... Because yeah. he he lived in this time period, and he was yeah. an immigrant. So, this he was, kind of has a this was similar 19, story. 1910. Oh, wait. Actually, I have it written down later. What time? This is, like, 1901. And, and, he, owned, and he owned many restaurants. So, like, he lived that... Like, the immigrant kind of life that was similar to what yeah. they did. Um, that would be so scary, though. Mm-hmm. As like a alone, mm-hmm. bro. He I didn't do it alone at least. But yeah, yeah. I bet. Oh, man, that just seems like so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I need like. Well, he doesn't talk already. I don't know if he could speak English at the time. Whatever. Um, that's when we come back to the present. Here we have a party about six years after the first. I'd mm-hmm. say six or seven years. Notably, all three of the movies start on a party. Mike's son is at his first communion. We learn that Mike has sponsored a Nevada Nevada University. Something kind of cool is that. Nevada guy obviously dislikes Michael and he pronounces oh. Vito wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget exactly. I think he either says like Vito or something like that. So shows kind of his disrespect towards him already. Uh, as like, that's not a hard name to get right. Uh, so this is where Mike starts meeting with people. And this is where we get one of the, you know, most uh, stark contrast between him and his father. Uh, first off, no respect. Like you said, I mean, no, they push him around. He, he doesn't like control anything. It doesn't seem, and also uh, he's never happy. His father meets with people, smiling at least, like laughing, but not once mm-hmm. during this is uh, Mike happy. Even with his son, he's not happy. Um, so, and that, and, that, and that's like one of his big kind of downfalls is that he kind of isolates himself. He's like not, you know, he doesn't have anyone to lean on. Uh, we learn what's going on. Mike is trying to expand his casino business. Uh, and I think he is trying to make it legitimate because casino is legitimate to it. And, I mean, if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we also see how controlling he is over his sister. He, almost because he's the Don and his older brother's dead, he takes over that kind of fatherly yeah. responsibility. Um, he disapproves of 
her new boyfriend kind of makes sense though as I what the too. last one did and especially she has had a total character flip-flop here she and i assume it's because of what happened to her husband in the last movie and what yeah. she went through with him mm-hmm. um she's had a total character flip-flop here at yeah. the very beginning she doesn't care about her kids she, yeah well yeah she ends up having an arc pretty yeah, yeah. she has an arc so yeah but here she's completely different from what she is in mm-hmm. the first uh, we also instantly set up more Fredo. We get more uh, Fredo because in the first one, we don't get much of him. Mm-hmm. We meet him. He's sent away. We get him in one scene. And, mm-hmm. But obviously, they have to, they're setting him up as a character to mm-hmm. make that end hurt even more. I'd say that Fredo is a good example and pretty key to the emotional core of this movie, that being kind of family relationships and what that entails. Because obviously, having, you know, with your family... And with friends, there's not always going to be, it's not always going to be perfect, but uh, you point as you care about them and you stick through it. But, and that's kind of like the core of this movie. And this is where he meets with Frank. Uh, Frank hates Roth. He hates the Rosado brothers. And he compares him to his dad. He says that his dad pretty much had more backbone, which I don't know, I don't think Mike exactly wants to hear, but obvi- I mean, it's true. Like, while Vito didn't, work with them too well at least he had that there's like that respect thing where they weren't going to come for him Mm -hmm. but with mike he's almost pushed around by them um so i said he can't really like do anything about this because the power is transferred to him Mm -hmm. he doesn't have like any respect we talked about this in the first one but if you didn't watch that you should watch it but pretty much summarized he had no chance because the only reason that the Corleones had any respect at all was because of Vito and Brando's character. Uh, but when that power was transferred, even with Sonny, we see this, uh, that it's lost. Like, they don't respect the Corleones as a family. They just respected mm-hmm. Vito. Um, and then, also, his decisions are all bad, but only bad with hindsight. They make total sense when he makes them. Uh, so, I think the only thing that could have saved him is had he stuck down the righteous path of settling down with Kay in a normal life yeah, outside should. of the gang. Mm-hmm. But the instant that someone tried to take his father's life, this movie already happened Do you at that point. Been the same as him? Yeah, anger. I mean, I, even like with me too, since I'm an only child and I have like no brothers, that would even be worse mm-hmm. for me. Then again, since I don't have brothers, maybe I wouldn't have that kind of fuel to the flames. I definitely would do the same, especially, I don't know, just another thing growing up in my family. I feel like, I I feel like you're just I would not be too happy I'm even supposed to, I'm supposed to name my kid my firstborn Nick yeah because you're named after my grandpa my yeah. dad is named after his grand. it's, it's a tradition yeah. in our family and there's there's a million Nicks in my family there's a million Cathy's in my family because they're all named after one specific Cathy yeah and yeah um so yeah that makes sense uh after the party we go to Mike's house which I <laughs> I said it's more like a compound mm-hmm. than anything else. And then we see the botched assassination attempt. And then you got like full lockdown. You have guard dogs. The guard mm-hmm. dogs have their own tunnel systems. You have those huge industrial lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Mike talks to Tom about it. And we see that Tom is really the only person he trusts. He even says like, yes, son, he's my brother, but he's not this. Mm-hmm. I love him, but he's not part of this. So he hands Tom a bigger role in terms of the compound and everything as mm-hmm. he's gonna have to go off and try to solve this and he truly thinks i think that he is gonna die 
he doesn't think he's gonna make it out of this mm-hmm. thing alive. I don't know why this just randomly hit me. I was thinking about this earlier when I was watching the movies. Throughout this, these any of these movies, do the fathers once say to their children they love them? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I but we never really. I I think he may say it with his kid in the bed, but um, the big thing is I don't think they want to say it around other people because like. Love is almost something that's like easily pokeable. Well, um, well, okay. With them, uh, I don't think he says it in the bed, but it's also because I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain another thing. I have another correlation with my dad. I obviously say I love you to my dad. Yeah. But my dad, growing up, has he, even now, even though my papu has recently passed, they never once said I love you to each other. Why? It was just you know? it was just something that they didn't say. And I was wondering if it was like something similar to this because Could be. the time and yeah, the just, relationships. Just the uh, culture. And also, when my dad was growing up, my papu wasn't around too much. He was always restaurants, party, yeah. like that type of stuff because they lived that lifestyle. They had a lot mm-hmm. of money. At the time, he had like five restaurants, so he was always busy and working. So he didn't see much of my papu anyways, and they never really had that good of a relationship. I mean, my dad even wrote this on something that... Uh, the greatest gift his Mayaya, his mom gave to him was that when she died, she gave him a father. Because mm-hmm. so. his dad, your dad, was, or your grandpa was like mm-hmm. much more, much closer. Yeah, after yeah. that. But they still never said, I love you, each other, because they just never had. That just uh, wasn't a thing. Yeah, it just wasn't a thing. Huh. So after this transfer of power, we go back to the past timeline. Vito, this is a big time skip. Vito has a wife and kid now. Obviously, this is Sonny. We know that Sonny's the firstborn. Um, here he attends a play with his friend Genko, uh, here, and then he's also introduced to the Don. Um, he seizes his power and is transfixed. I don't know if I'd say he admires it just yet, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. He's definitely transfixed, yeah. uh, at the very least. Now, to help the matter, um, a man right across the, how do you even describe it? He throws between the windows, a man throws a bag of guns over to him, yeah. and he doesn't show his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like a path like he's sent down this path just like Mike is the instant like his father is shot he's sent down the path another thing I also him. thought was that Mike is sent down that path because of that but there's another thing I think when he's truly like a fish there's no second chance for him for Mike whatsoever is when that door closes which is exactly what happens uh, to Vito here the yeah. door closes on his wife, and that shuts him down that path. Yeah, but but the difference is V. I don't know if I'd necessarily say that that's a correlation because for Mike, what that's symbolizing is him starting to isolate himself, mm-hmm. which is his one of his huge downfalls here. With Vito, that's the reason he was successful is because he was he actually did care about other people. Mm-hmm. He cared about his wife and kids. He cared about the people in the town he is meant to protect he, as a don. He obviously. He cared about his wife a little bit, strangely, but he obviously cared about his kids. Yeah. Well, we don't even, we don't see that relationship relationship much. I'd say we never see him, like, mean to his wife. Like, he never, like, hits his wife. Mm-hmm. Other people do in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not enough uh, stuff about their relationship to yeah. get exact, but he obviously cares about his kids, because yeah. even when he sees the picture, he's right away like, did you see this? Like, yeah, by the not. way, it's okay that there isn't, because these movies are long enough. That would have just been unnecessary to a point. Mm-hmm. I think we can assume... They lasted this long and everything that it was a good relationship. They yeah. had many kids, and she was fine with it. And 
she was obviously like yeah. and when they're on the proud. steps after he kills the don they're fine i mean mm-hmm. they're like they embrace so she she obviously loved him but she didn't like what he was doing yeah that makes sense um so then we get a really really important scene this is when he's let go because don wants his son to have a job or his nephew or whatever to have a job so this both lets us see Vito's power or Vito seeing don's power but what mm-hmm. this shows even more is that he has truly doesn't have any hard feelings towards mm-hmm. you know his um boss again he like keeps that relationship intact mm-hmm. he's nice to him just shows he's much more of a people person and Again, I don't think that's for a reason. I think it's just that's because he truly is, truly is, and it helps him. I also think something that is, I, I, this could be completely false, but I think something that's cool here is that, you know, when he's offered the food, yeah, and he doesn't take it, like I feel like if he took it, that per the his owner could have, if he went through hard times, could have been could have asked him for a favor. Then true, it's like. But he, I don't think he's necessarily he, even thinking about he's that. He's not thing. thinking about that, but I was just thinking, about, like, what if that something like that is cool? Like, that, I just think, like, little details. Yeah. I, I'm overanalyzing you, it. But, you like, could that take could it that way. could possibly happen. could take it that way. Um, and then this is where also he meets Clemenza, who I think is the person who passed him the guns, because mm-hmm. he's like, thanks for the favor. Yeah, and then they go, they go steal a rug. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I also say here, each section kind of uh, pushes forward uh, that timeline's goal. So, like, uh, the first section set up Vito's rough past. First present section set up Michael after how or what's going on after the first movie. Mm-hmm. And the second one introduces Vito to the world of crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we see what's the longest section in a row of a certain timeline. So Mike meets with Roth. Uh, Roth Hyman Roth, that is. Mm-hmm. Roth seems to respect him. Uh, we learn this is later a uh, front. And he tells Roth that he thinks Frank did it. And we don't learn until later that he doesn't think that because they don't tell us till later that the what the assassination was about mm-hmm. you're left in the dark until about the end so uh you and they actually kind of hint more towards that he thinks frankie did it mm-hmm. we learned this is false later but yes. anyway uh after that he meets with frank in his father's old room which i thought was which was kind of cool to see it like re, like in a different mm-hmm. style um he's much more aggressive towards him for sure yeah. and again I think that's Coppola's intention to make you think that he thinks it's Frankie. I also think that he doesn't see him as much of a threat, so he can talk to him more directly. Yeah, probably. He's, he trusts him more. True, like mm-hmm. He truly trusts him more, so it's, he mm-hmm. feels it's okay to talk to him like that. Because he's scared, you know, if he messes around too much with... Mm-hmm. And he's part of the family, so it's not like... Mm-hmm. He, yeah. yeah. Um, so he tells Frank that he knows it's Roth. Like, just how like he told Roth, he knows it's Frankie. Um, so then we cut to Fredo's room where... We learn that Fredo had some involvement with this as he gets a call late at night. He, mm-hmm. But he, he has regret. And I do think that he didn't know it was... An, he obviously didn't know it was an assassination. Mm-hmm. He helped, but indirectly. And here he's major regret towards it. He's like, he doesn't want to talk. He, he's like distraught. He can't go back to bed. He gets up. Um, so then we see Frankie in a bar. This is where there's a assassination attempt that's botched, but not really intentionally botched. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell if the cop was intentional. It's a whole mess. Um, I assume the cop wasn't probably intentional. I just thought about, I, I don't know why I just thought about this, but I think Vito was always kind of disappointed in Fredo. Uh, Fredo, yeah. Well, Fredo wasn't, Fredo was like, 
adopted. Like it's almost like a favor that he did mm-hmm. for him. But well, I don't I mean, think he thinks about it like that. But yeah, I will. I can, I can do because that turning the head thing that could be completely coincidental. I think turned his head on Fredo, and then um, he also even says to Michael later. He's like, he's like, your brother Sonny. I always saw him like this. But like yeah. I always thought he would be running the family. Fredo was uh, like, and yeah. then that's all he says. And then he says, I, I thought mean, you'd be a politician. They, like they all say that though. I think if Fredo knows that they all know it. That Fredo is kind of a he has a disappointment in terms because. Mm-hmm. Mike wasn't ever going to be in the business, but at least he had a place to mm-hmm. go. Fredo never... I think Fredo relied on his family name. Yeah, I think he did too. Um, so then, and and here we kind of all have to assume that it was Mike who did this assassination. Um, so then we also see how Kay is being treated in her lot in like the lockdown. Uh, once again, like hindsight's twenty twenty. I mm-hmm. mean... For Mike, this is a cut clear decision. Like you mm-hmm. don't want your wife and kids to be killed. You're gonna keep them in where it's safe. But for her, he's controlling. He's controlling the kids. So, I mean, this this is gonna lead to a whole realm of like, pain. Like, does she want to be killed though? Like, that's the real question. I just think I don't even think she truly understands because yeah. Michael lies to her yeah. constantly, mm-hmm. constantly lies to her. So now we go to Cuba with Mike who is with a group of people. This scene is kind of unimportant, other than to show the contrast, again, between him and his father. It's very similar, both in shooting and dialogue, mm-hmm. to the scene um, where they're talking about what they're going to do with the drugs, and you know, uh, Vito's trying to clear everything up in the first one. But, like, Mike isn't treated with any respect mm-hmm. here, or at least anything special. Like, when, like, it seems Vito is very controlling in that meeting in the first one, and this one, Mike does not. Mm-hmm. Uh so then we Fredo comes and gives him oh wait no this is where uh the the cake the cake party I guess I'd call it um so Roth says that he's going to give Mike a portion and the Corleones a portion of the Havana uh you know like business part It's of it. so weird seeing um what's his name Robert De Niro so young here oh I've never seen him like I, I'm so used to old him. I've never oh, seen really? young him ever. I I when I think of Robert De Niro, for some reason I always think like Taxi Driver, like this era. I've never seen him like this. This is why. Huh. So he looks good. He does look yeah. good. He's not. This isn't gay, but I think Al Pacino's better looking back back then. Really, in my humble opinion. I don't know. I th- I think I would rather have a man crush on uh, young Robert De Niro. This is our beef for this episode. I'm an Al Pacino. I'm a man crush. Comment Whoa. below who you have a man or regular crush on. Mm-hmm. They probably have a man crush on me. Come on. Whatever, John. Um, so Mike doesn't even seem like thrilled by this mm-hmm. or anything. He just is like, okay, but that's because he knows the truth. Um, and when Fredo comes to give him the money, he's like insanely nervous. One, because <clears throat> I don't think he's handled this much money and this mm-hmm. part of the family before. And also because... He knows that he dealt with Ross Roth accidentally to assassinate um, Mike. So, um, and then at dinner, Rado accidentally lets slip that he was part of it, the assassination. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike, at this at least at this point, doesn't let him know that he that he like made it obvious. Because mm-hmm. like for, I forget exactly what he says. He's like, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't. I, I didn't. Int- I didn't do it on purpose. I, he didn't tell me. If I. And then he like, turns away. Yeah. And then Mike doesn't acknowledge it. But in his brain, he's just like, oh, okay then. Um. So then he says that, uh, you know, he knows that 
it was Roth. Or, yeah, Roth. Um, and this is also kind of where we go into Act 2, Part 2. Usually, movies are three acts, but with long movies like this, Act 2 is usually two parts because mm-hmm. Act 2 is usually like the conflicts rising and, or, yeah, rising and then kind of coming ready oh. for the third. But some, in this, it, they kind of need to hit like a... They kind of partially need to be solved halfway through the movie. Did you know that movie. in the first one they were going to have an intermission? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, that makes sense. But because movies weren't always that long, especially mm-hmm. with on film and everything. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah, the intermission is kind of placed weird here, though, because it's it's like a good sh- it's like ten minutes before the transition into the third act, mm-hmm. but like it's not like the middle or <laughs> it's just like a really weird placement. Um, so during the party scene, we get an uh, attempted assassination of Roth, but it fails. Uh, kills the wrong man on accident. Another gray-haired, short, yes, white man. Um, kind of like Robert De Niro now. Yeah. Eh. Robert De Niro has hair. Yeah. Uh, so then after realizing the mistake, he tries again, but it's caught and shot dead right in, right right next to Hyman Roth, who ends up living. Um, then we cut back down to Mike, who reveals to Fredo that he knows of his assassination in a weird scene where yeah. he smooches him. I don't know if that's to... Nope. I don't know if that's a... Um, a like, like, trying to like make sure he's not scared. Like, he's like, we're still brothers, was. but... Yeah, but we're still brothers, but hey, I know. They always they always do that. They always do the the passive, and then they end up dead. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I said this is where Pacino's performance like really kicks into high gear because all this is going on now. Everything's falling apart from here on out. This is about the midpoint. Um, so then people start rioting, and everyone flees, uh, and then Fredo runs away from Mike out of fear. Uh, then here we get the scene where uh, you know Mike starts to break. So this is where we learn that... Uh, um, Kay had a miscarriage which we'll learn about more about that later um, he explodes on the only person who really cares or trusts him mm-hmm. Tom uh, just showing kind of his non-self-awareness and his isolation uh, he also learns that Fredo has gone on the run and on top of all that learns that the assassination attempt has failed Some uh, something else I think though that he wouldn't feel as isolated if he didn't go on his trip I feel like yeah. Well, yeah, but he kind of he kind of had to. Again, like mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. It makes total sense every decision he makes until you watch it and you're like, oh. And especially, uh, this is the second time I watched both of these, so mm-hmm. it like, yeah, I, I guess I have. I, this sounds pretentious, but I like have like a different insight than you, just because you can kind of see it better mm-hmm. when you have like that aerial view, you could say. So then we come back to the past where uh, we see a pretty big thing happen. So. Um, we just saw a huge crack in the Cor- Corleone's in the um, in the pe- or in the present. So to juxtapose this, in the past we go to a huge step in building it. Um, so Vito shows his defiance when he doesn't give Don all the money that he has asked for, and then surprisingly, Don respects it. Don acknowledges that he has a lot of guts, and I think this is almost like a confirmation to. Vito at the time like Mm -hmm. I can do this you know I have even to this guy who everyone fears and respects in a certain way he respects me Mm -hmm. either way he was gonna kill him (laughs) but I think that just just helps him in his head to become a a Don for himself later Um, but after this he takes a planted gun and goes and then shoots the Don so Mm -hmm. he has now taken a leap from a small criminal stealing rugs and uh, paintings or whatever 
to becoming a Don himself. Uh, I was going to say something else, though. I do kind of feel bad for Vito, because we, we don't think of him as an isolated man, but actually he kind of was. Towards the second one, in the first one, towards the end of his life, you realize he's kind of looking back at his life and is like, wow, I lived my entire life thinking about these assassination attempts, always freaking out about traitors and always yeah. looking behind my back. I guess in a way, but it, like, it, he's, well, he's not isolated. He's, he thinks he's just self-reflectant, but everyone is at, I suppose everyone is at the end of their life. They're like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? So, uh. I think he, I, I, yeah, like maybe he's just thinking, I could have settled down, but then again, you know, like I said earlier, when he got the guns, this was almost like placed in his mm-hmm. hands. Suddenly, like he was given the guns, he met the Don at that time, he was fired at that time, everything mm-hmm. fell into place for him almost. Mm-hmm. It's all, yeah, it's almost like it was like a, a car ride. Like he didn't do much really. Yeah. This is the first thing he's done, like, that has proved like made him. Uh, uh, you know, put him in this uh, situation because other than that, stealing the rug, he went into it thinking they were going to get it. He was getting it legitimately. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that, at least that we see, that he just he makes a decision he's going to kill a man. Mm-hmm. When we go to the present, um, we see everything falling apart even more. Now the Corleones are in court um, and we're still going with the juxtaposition. Uh, for every high Vito has, Mike has a lower low. Uh, so they're being tried for being like a crime family and somebody admits to the murders he's done for him And then we go back to the past where we see Vito's power growing. He now has people even coming in for for help which uh, like once again like shows, you know, he Doesn't know this person, but She's coming to him Because she trusts that he can help her which no one ever does for Mike mm-hmm. um, So he does he need they he talks to a person about her eviction and then after her, after him kind of shutting him off he, we learn from that man that he's now the don uh, and he had a lot of people now respect him he talked to a couple people and he's like apologizing so yeah this also this also just comes back to play to show that he has respect and when people ask him for something it's out of respect and it's like they they need it from him when they ask something from Michael, they're demanding it. Yeah, and every time he like denies it, it turns out bad for him. Mm-hmm. But Vito's able to deny things. Mm-hmm. Um, when coming to the present, we see Mike in court now. He denies all the charges against him, obviously. Uh, I mean, he, he did all this stuff, but if he had accepted it, he would be in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, even worse, this is where we learn Frank actually lived, um, and he it, thinks it's Mike, so... They talk about how well played it is, but he uh, he's going to testify against him in court. So here we kind of learn how everything had, this this is the scene. Like if you're not paying attention here, you're not you're going to miss everything pretty much. So um, we learn why Frank is alive, how it was a setup. We learn how Fredo helped and how he didn't know. Uh, and then we also learn how the court case and why it's going on. It's because Roth knows some senators, particularly that Nevada senator from the beginning. Um, who they're all pretty high up and they set this in motion. Mm-hmm. So Mike here in uh, pretty in like a really sad scene uh, disavows Fredo. This is the one where uh, Fredo gives that like uh, well John Cazale as Fredo gives that like incredible like performance in like the, the chair and he like freaks out mm-hmm. and 
this is where you kind of get that extra layer of Fredo. Like he feels this way too. That he yeah. feel, he feels pressured to do what he did because he always felt on the outside. Mm-hmm. He has always been referred to as the dumb one. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, Mike really doesn't care. He says that he never wants to see him again. And then he even says, "Don't, but don't kill him until his mother, until his mom is dead." And then when we go back to the court case, Frank is about to testify against Mike until he sees that his brother is there. And then he creates a huge upset. He says that, I mean, he pretty much throws his like life away to say that he lied under oath that Mike was the crime boss. And yeah. everyone's like, ah, what? And then that ends the court case because they needed him to say it. And mm-hmm. he didn't. So, and then just as we think Mike got something good, we get that scene where Kay asked for a divorce. Uh, Mike tries to fix it, but we learn that it wasn't a miscarriage. It was an abortion. It was an abortion, which actually wasn't originally going to be the case. Really? Mm-hmm. They wrote that in later because, I mean, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts even more. That It's just like, he's already broken from all these other things. He's now broken from this divorce. And then he, she even reveals that like, she killed his kid. Yeah. That's and then, to make it worse for him, like an idiot... She says that it was a boy. She's like, I killed your son. He was a boy. I killed your son. And then he hits her. And also in the scene, this is where he has that like 1950s mentality. Yeah. He says that he's like, he, I'm the man. Um, I'm pretty sure. I forget in what context, but he pretty much says like, I make the rules. Yeah. Going back to, I think we said that in the last video, to Godfather Part 1. If you didn't watch it, we said in that part that uh, he kind of switches in both movies from to like normal to then going into the like he like doesn't care what women do mm-hmm. he then goes to the normal gender roles for that time yeah um and this was even kind of when like everyone was transitioning into more like modern like the 50s 60s era um this is 50s but yeah mm-hmm. um when we go back to the past we see Vito and sicily another scene that mirrors um the scene in the first one where mike goes to sicily um that this one isn't as like you know heartbreaking necessarily because Mike was happy back then, but mm-hmm. it is kind of it's like it, it it what it does is it just reminds you without showing that scene again in the first one mm-hmm. that had she not died the Sicilian woman, he may be in a much better place yeah Men- mentally just emotionally, um actually not Mike he would be uh so then uh this is where. This is where Vito does exactly what the Don of Corleone thought he would do when he comes back, kills him, puts a knife from his love handles all the way up to his heart. Yeah. Really successful, I guess. I'm really not, cool. Really I wouldn't call interesting it. Interesting, No. Interesting, yes. Cool, no. John, cool. we're not gonna. No, we're not gonna endorse murder. i do that to you. Jack ever dies, you guys don't know why. If die if Jack ever dies to an ice pick, from his love handle to his heart, you know what happened. I would never do it with an ice pick. See now that's on video, and they'll think I'll never do it with an ice pick. So but last I just video, un- but no, but last but video, I no, no, I just no, un- no, 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 no. Myself. Shut up. If I was ever gonna do it, I would do it with a sword. You don't, you don't own, own a sword. Yeah, I do. You own a katana. Same thing. You already said sword though. Ooh, so, that sucks. But now if I do it with an that ice pick, now if I do it with an ice pick, they'll know it's not me. I can use this in no court. But you just admit it now. You, that, that, that. That's, that's cutting. No. Shh. I bugged I bugged your mic so that, that part cut out. I mean, we'll see. 
Yeah. Well, I, well, every once in a while it does. But it has that audio on my phone too. I bugged that out too. We'll see. We'll get to bugging later. Editing well. Jack will acknowledge if you guys just know, we'll, just we'll figured get, out John's evil plan to murder me in the future. We'll get to bugging phones a little bit later as well. <laughs> All right. Got a story with that. Okay, sounds cool. Um, in the present, whew, in the present, Mike's mom dies. So now, yes. this isn't really acknowledged, but this is another loss. So right. let's see, who's dead? Uh, his father, Sonny, um... Oh, wait. Now his mom. And now he's going to kill his brother. Fredo is isolated. He doesn't really talk to his sister. And he's also now isolated Tom multiple times in this movie. And we'll do it again, as I would talk about in a second. But yeah, his mother dies giving him to go to kill Fredo. But more important, uh, what, what's actually like, this is another really sad scene. I have heartbreaking in this page alone like four times because this the end of this movie hits. Mm -hmm. Just hits. It's very sad. Um, but he Kind of like, like the Irishman. Um, haven't seen that yet, but... We should do that for one of them. We could do that, and like we could dress up like mobsters, both of us, for that one. <laughs> we could get, no, we could do like the trench coat ones, where like they will do that. Oh know? yeah, I love we'll, trench coats. We'll do that. By the way, if you're curious about trench coats and my feelings on them, watch the Batman video. I actually talk about trench coats. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, he does embrace Fredo one last time. He gives him a hug, but you can see in his eyes that he's already made a decision. Mm -hmm. He could revert it. He has the power to, but he's but he made the decision. Um. When discussing what to do with Roth, Mike pushes Tom away, uh, and then now he has nothing. He's yeah. pushed Fredo, his sister's gone, everyone in his family's dead, he's divorced, his kids aren't, you know, uh, probably too happy with him, and all that. So then Tom meets with Frank, who tells him about the people slitting their wrists. Foreshadowing. And then... Uh, when Jack slits his wrists, and I actually killed him, but... Why would you say that, though? What? But why would you tell them? So you want me to do that? And this is... But no, but I'm saying... For... I, I told you, I have bugs in your For, for your, your sake, camera. if you're trying to kill me, why would you just tell them? I have... I told you... You've I, pretty much said every you, possible way to I told you, I have bugs someone. in the mic and in the camera mic. So, like, no matter what happens, we're chilling. Editing Jack, acknowledge that this is in the cut. No, it's not. All right. Um, then Kay leaves Anthony, uh, which is the son of Michael, uh is cold just like his dad like obviously it says in a good effect on the k is right in this respect for sure Maybe that'd be a good youtube video for what? the podcast how we would kill people no that wouldn't well that would hit come on jack oh my gosh you're insane um by the way you're fired now legal trouble and all that if jack if jack is murdered you know what happened <laughs> um so yeah and then his and then I mean, his daughter is not cold, but obviously Anthony is very much affected by this. And then Mike is also cold as he shuts the door in her face and doesn't, you know, doesn't care that Anthony isn't hugging her. Actually, probably happy that he isn't. Um, and then we get that really incredible ending where, well, it's not, I always hate to say this because I'm about to, okay, here, I'll just say it and then tell you why. So then the incredible ending, Fredo is killed out on the boat um, and probably the best shot, but like, Here's the thing. When I say incredible and then I say how Fredo is killed, it makes it sound like I'm happy Fredo is killed. No, what I mean is it's a yeah. very well done Jack, ending. Think about who you're sitting here with. You're fine. People aren't going to think that's that weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you make me seem tame, so thank you. Uh, Roth, is then Roth is then assassinated, and then Frank is killed. Or Frank killed this himself. Frank killed himself. Uh, Michael stands alone looking over the lake. 
And then when we go to the dinner scene, uh, that takes place not too long, probably a year or two before the opening, the first opening scene of the first one. Uh, Mike says that he's gonna, he doesn't want to be part of the business. He's gonna go mm-hmm. to the army. Sonny disproves. Fredo is supportive, and Tom gives his father's point of view. And then when the dad arrives, everyone greets him, except for Mike, who sits alone. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't end on a shot of him alone in his house. So instead, they showed that he's alone in this in the past even. So I guess in a way, he's it proves that he's always been on this path because mm-hmm. he's even alone back then. Uh, he always wanted different things, but he he could have even though he wanted different things, he could have been happy outside of the family. But the family dragged him back in and made him yeah go on that path. But then again, he could take him sitting alone even when he's shoot. Oh no, it's fine. Okay. Um, you could you could take him sitting alone back then as that he was always destined, yeah, to be isolated. Be it he was always destined to be a you know successor to uh, the Godfather, or that no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that's really cool about this is that you know everything has weight and a consequence. This whole movie happens because Mo Green is killed at the end, mm-hmm. um, and then every decision has its consequence. So. Uh, I also think it's a perfectly structured movie, and like the idea of having the past and present juxtaposition is incredible. For one, the it's interesting to see like every step that Vito takes in the right direction, Mike takes in the wrong, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a cool way to dissect the characters, how they're different, um, how they like work, and then it helps with obviously the themes like the relationships and just how they work at all. Uh, it also and then it, this stands for both of them. It requires you to be smart and to think. But not like an overly pretentious way, which mm-hmm. I feel like could definitely be some hits against it. But I don't think it is. I just think that you have to be like thinking. Um, it has a very depressing ending. And I, and my headcanon, I don't think the third one is canon. I think it ends here. You can think that, you can think whatever happens. I don't think that the good one, or the third one is a good, a good like, ending to it. I mean, like, we could talk about that, like how it failed later. I haven't and, watched it. Well, yeah, yeah, but like in a video or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think that this is a good ending to the duo. It's a duo, not a trilogy. Um, so oranges represent death here. Talked about that in the last one. The oranges representing death was unintentional in the first, but I feel intentional here after people kind of noticed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the past is always a warmer tone, so you always kind of know. So that's that's a useful thing. Rob- so here's some uh, fun facts now. So Robert De Niro learned Sicilian. Um, and spent three months in Sicily for preparation, so he did really care about this character. Mm-hmm. Originally, upon Coppola's request, this was handed to Scorsese. He didn't want to do this after the troubles of the first one, but Paramount wanted Coppola still, so under conditions, one, him having more creative control, mm-hmm. and some other ones. He still I mean, had. if he didn't want to do it, that's a good person to give it to, for sure. I guess. Um yeah, Scorsese's good. I, I but I think that this is much better. Yeah, I'm saying if if he didn't want to do it and wasn't gonna do it, yeah, the yeah. good person to hand it to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the scene where the man can't open the lock is actually done on purpose. That really? was a comedian, so they put a nail in there that you had to lift in a certain way. So like they just uh, Coppola wanted to like highlight his mm-hmm. comedy. Um, so changes had to be made for time accuracy. For example, originally. Uh, you know, they had zippers and everything in the, the old time, but there wasn't zippers in mm-hmm. that time period. So they had to get them completely replaced in all the costumes. 
Um, Zipper, that hard of an idea to think of? Come on, guys. Yeah, come on. Took you long enough. This was the only... This is one of only two sequels to win Best Picture. Only other one being Lord of the Rings 3, Return of the King. I need to watch Lord of the Rings. It's on HBO Max. I should watch it. Yeah, you should now. Um, so the mm-hmm. movie actually used to be darker. Like, actually darker. Mm-hmm. But the cinematographer changed this in, like, 2008. So the cut we watched was a lighter cut. Because he thought that he went too overboard this time. Because mm. the goal was to make it realistic. That's why there's dark lighting, long one-shots. Mm-hmm. Because... And I felt that a lot, um, that it felt like a stage play a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's something I noticed though, with especially with the first one. This is kind of similar to Zodiac, like with the, with the, how they use time in the first one. I guess it, it's all in like for the first like seventy five percent ish. It's all in the same time period, a short span of time, and then in the end it it bounces through years a lot. Yeah, I guess. Well, there's only one big time skip in each. There's that one with the Sicilian. In the first one and this one, it's like, um, what is the big time skip in this one? Is there? I feel like Zodiac did that though too. They did but like no, but is there a time sk- huge time skip here? Uh, there, I think there is. I can't remember where, but I'm pretty sure there is. No, because like the kids don't ever grow up much. Yeah. Anthony is the same age at the beginning that he is. At yeah, the end. I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, so Frank's like oh, I said that Frank's role was Clemenza's. Um. So the film actually takes place in 1901, 1917, 1920, they lived long time ago, way before me. Uh, owned restaurants in Illinois, and I. And, and by the way, we now live in Nevada. Yeah, uh, and he was good friends with a mobster, Gus Alex, who was who was pretty well known. Can look him up in the Cicero, Illinois. And um, he was being paid by Gus to let him rent out the place above him, like the, that mm-hmm. he owned, and um. So, my dad growing up, there was a lot of house parties and there was a lot of noise there. But since my my family kind of had ties to the Chicago connections, mob, yeah, yeah, connections to, to the Chicago to mob, powerful people, and they would show up at the parties. And my dad remembers actually seeing a decent amount of them there. And Does he remember if they wore trench coats? I don't know. I didn't ask him that. What but are you thinking? There's there's someone else I can ask about this type of stuff. Who, who was older when it was happening and was more directly related to it so i can ask them we can update you yeah well we can make a separate video you're curious our mob story our mob story <laughs> um, i am actually a mobster personally yeah yeah and then um so they had huge house parties there was a lot of noise but the police wouldn't stop any of it because uh they knew who was they there. had connections to powerful people yes 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 <laughs> and then my papu was friends with one James Turk Torello. 
who was a f- another famous mobster. James Doctorado. Who, Say it right. James Doctorado. Who, he's Irish, by the way. And, um, James Doctorado. And this guy's Irish. And he ended up moving to Nevada, eventually. And, but... Where we are now. Yeah, yeah. My, my papu would... When he would go to get a license, the people at the license wouldn't let him get a license because of who he had... Who the family had ties with. And... This guy, my dad told me, would be like, wait, what? Who told you that? Who told you that? And then this guy would come back to my papu and be like, you got the license. Go to so-and-so and they'll give you the license. Connections so, to powerful people. And then um, there, there was more, but I won't get too in-depth right now. But my dad also told me, I don't know how true this is, but apparently he thinks his house was bugged. Because he would pick up the phone and when he wouldn't be calling anyone or something, he'd hear clicking. Hmm. And even, uh, you know, the guy, the Wolf of Wall Street guy? Yeah. He, his house was bugged, and that's something he said yeah. he heard. Yeah. And I don't think my dad had and any he knew, clue. But the Wolf of Wall Street guy knew that it was bugged. Yeah, and so my dad assumed that... He, he has no clue, that I think, that that means that it's bugged, but he just knew it was bugged. Yeah. And my dad just grew up around all this type of stuff. He doesn't really care for it anymore. He doesn't care about learning more about it. Yeah, because he's, like, so close to it. Yeah, he was so close to it, so he doesn't care about, like, learning more in depth into it. He just remembers a lot of these faces from when he was younger mm-hmm. and i just think that was really cool like since i didn't realize a lot to uh yeah yeah godfather and all that yeah and then uh since i didn't relate to it like whatsoever and i didn't grow up around it i'm like i want to hear these stories because i think that's cool stories but my dad doesn't really care because he grew up around it he doesn't want to talk about it yeah well well maybe yeah. if you care to expand one day we can make a, a video separate yeah i'm sure there's, if you guys are curious i'm sure there's more family members i can ask about it too We'll see. Well, maybe we'll have a documentary. Mm-hmm. You never know. My parents were also in Greece during the time of the Holocaust, so... <laughs> wow, that's right in the mood. Thank you. <laughs> I'm saying I have got, I've got some uh, stories I could tell. Um. All right, so you ready to give the ratings? Uh, yeah. Did you see mine? For what? My rating on the oh, sheet? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. My for, mine for enjoyments, A+. Plus, mm-hmm. And then mine for percentage, 98. 98. Yeah. A plus, 100. Oh, really? You 100%. like this one a lot? Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it more. I enjoyed it more first time and second time mm-hmm. even more. Uh, I think that, uh, I think uh, I think I, uh, it's best said that The Godfather was a perfect foundation for this one to be better. Mm-hmm. For me. Uh, so, obviously, I feel like The Irishman took a lot of inspiration from this, but it's based off true events. But the ending to the second one and the ending to The Irishman is pretty similar so it didn't have the same effect on me because I kind of saw it coming. But oh. like even though this one came before The Irishman, I already saw The Irishman, so it's yeah. like, it was kind of similar yeah. in that way. So you just didn't have that like... Wow, like the depressing factor pretty much. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it wasn't like as much shock because you, you... Like Fredo has a death sentence the instant that he tries mm. to assassinate Michael. But just like, yeah, I just find it's like so like depressing and mm-hmm. I guess like how the themes are handled because with family and relationships... Yeah. He chose to go the route of depressing and mm-hmm. just how they treated each other and how everything broke down. And um, that's one. That's the only thing I like about Godfather Part Three is how depressing everything is. But like, I feel like that'd be cool as like a fifteen-minute kind of short mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say this. We don't know for sure if this is gonna be the movies next week, but maybe we should do uh, Taxi Driver and Irishman. Mm-hmm. Or you want to do Taxi Driver and Joker together, right? That's the ones you want to do. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was going to say because Robert De Niro is in both of them. Yeah, well, there's many. We can do a lot of Robert De Niro duos. Well, he's also a Joker. 
Yeah. We're not yeah, doing yeah. three movies, but yeah. No. Um, yeah, because this podcast is uh, almost three hours. No, we, yeah, we've been a long one. Just like the last one. Seems like these are going to be long ones now. Yeah, we're get, that's because we're getting into our format. We're getting better at this. Getting good at this. We're expanding. Yeah, uh, we would like to acknowledge here that we've seen... It's not an incredible amount of growth for like, but for us, for us it is. We gained, Especially for this past week, yes. Yeah, we gained like what six subs in like the eight, pa- eight in the past, uh, yeah, week. Mm-hmm. So if you're still here, thank you for supporting. It truly means mm-hmm. a lot. But and then there was like there was like almost ten followers on TikTok gained. So yeah, but overall that is the Godfather Part Two. All right, what did he um? That's not true. Stretch. All right, so that was the podcast. Mm-hmm. A long one. Um, obviously, The Godfather and Godfather Part 2 are very highly regarded. So, iconic. There so, were some iconic lines but, that I knew of. But you didn't know they're from here? Yeah. Mm-hmm, same. Uh, like, uh, what's that one? Keep your friends close, your enemies close, so that's from here. And then, uh, may your boy be a mask. Maybe their first. Maybe their firstborn be a boy and a masculine boy that yeah. line and then obviously like i'll make them a deal i can't refuse mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah very solid set of movies mm-hmm. i hope that if you're still here we gave you good insight that you may have not seen or gotten we hope you enjoy hope you kept you uh, entertained if you want to see exclusive videos uh you can go over to our youtube at Wearboard podcast i'd stick around here too because the uh news and certain segments are exclusive here so you can go between those if you want to watch the video version of the movie breakdowns we'd recommend that you go over to the youtube over the podcast but if you want to do it all in one you can do it here we also have instagram tiktok and twitter all at wearboard podcast uh you can go to tiktok for clips instagram we'll start posting more mm-hmm. we just haven't known what to do we'll, we'll, we'll start doing more like just like yeah. what we do after and around these podcasts twitter We'll start, we'll start, you know, telling you when things are up. We're, we uh, will give thoughts and everything. So you can go over to those. And overall, we hope you enjoyed. Oh, peace. I always do that.